This is a moment in wine and hip hop presented to you by Jermaine Stone, aka the Wolf of Wine. Wine and hip hop, wine and music. Tell me about it. Check this out. Oh, yeah. You'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip hop really mirrors the, the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. The Zara Vibes, a.k.a. Young Thanos. This is a very special episode of Wine and Hip Hop. I got my man, Capital T, on the B-Mic. I got my brother from another, Craig Ganza, right here to my right of me. Me and Craig are like, yeah, we're like, no, it's like Larry David and and J.B. Smooth, really. (laughs) That's what me and Craig are like. like J.B. Smooth. (laughs) And we got the goat here, Andre Mack. Yay, yay. <laughs> Andre Mack, the man that needs no introduction, fresh off of his greatest of all time award with the Wine and Hip Hop Academy. Definitely had to show up. Thank you guys for that. <laughs> Came to get his, his award in person. <laughs> Came to get that hardware. I got to pick that hardware out. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show, man. Um, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. I don't look so great, but I'm feeling great. Nah, man. I kind of like, uh, you know, like Jay-Z in the studio. I ain't cut my hair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on a whole bunch of projects. Working on the album right, right album. now. Album. I got, you know, addition to my family arriving in the next couple of weeks. So Nice, man. It's, uh, you know, it's a lot of shit going on, but all good shit. Well, what's free? I mean, you know, <laughs> shit. Let me tell you, I, you and you, you are like hustler of the year, man. So I know you can empathize with that song mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Hove is just inspirational. He tends to fall in a lot of the conversations around here. I've heard. Um, I've, I've listened. You know, so yeah, that yeah, yeah. it's just it's not right if we don't talk about Jay Z in the first ten minutes. It's not an episode <laughs> of wine and hip hop if that doesn't happen. But we're gonna pop this off. We could just jump straight into this with you. Top five that are alive. Oh shit! Straight off the bat, oh, just like man. that. Yeah, I know. I came, I came out shooting like Steph from half court. Um, came out shooting. Top five in no particular order. No particular order. Wow, damn! I'm I know. like, I'm it's like, a, I'm like. Well, it's the obvious, right? Nas, Jay Z. Do you think, do you think people should change that number? The, like the top number? Is it just? Is it really like the top two? Is that how it ends up working out? Because usually people stick within the three. Um, I think so, I think so, but you know I think the the difference is is that the long tail of all of this is that the top five won't be the top same top five twenty years from now. Mm. That's that's the interesting that's part, the part right? You know what I mean? So yeah. like for for me, you know it's you know I don't, I don't I could I don't even know if I could say I have a top five. Like I just like you know and and in that in that where I gotta say Brad. Scarface. That's Ooh, you know what I mean. Wow. You know, you know okay. what I mean. Right, now, right, it's a right, whole different show, right, ladies right. and gentlemen. <laughs> just left the dude, but I ain't trying to be your rebound. You see, I'm only here for the eaters. She's telling me about how much she like a nigga. Probably figured I was balling, but I'm more like a mid-class dude. She's steady stalking and calling like we a couple. I had to check her and let her know that as far as it goes, not disrespect her. Right, it's like, a whole different show. Because so, from where I lived, you know, it was different. You know, I had that. I had a lot of East Coast at the beginning, but you know, I grew up in Texas, and mm-hmm. you know, I'd go to, I would go to, you know, come back to like New Jersey to get that flavor, right? And then come and then come back to Texas, but, but you know, Scarface, Brad, Scar- that, that's that's my guy. Scarface, you, know, you know what I mean? That's my guy. Special man. Um, all right, I'm, am I missing one more? I'm missing one, right? Yeah. 
Well, okay, I'm sorry. Right. I, I cut you off a little bit. So let's go with a full five. Full five. Right. Uh, Scarface. Mm. Uh, Nas. Right. Jay-Z. Tupac. Yeah, We're going to put a know, drum roll in the back of this nah, part. Nah, nah, nah. You know, I just always go back and forth. Biggie. <clears throat> that's a solid. That's a solid five. Biggie. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, who who else could you throw in that top five? It's. I know. It's the, I know the Scarface is is uncon- I like, is unconventional in that in most people's top five. So I'm trying. But to see you who know what? what? It's like you said. It, it's also it's regional. You know, mm-hmm. Scarface was important to you when you grow up. You you won't get any arguments from anyone mm-hmm. for putting Scarface in the top five. I don't know. I mean, Eminem is yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. That's to play right. That's with, right. That's right. That's right. And I like M. I always say he's the best technical rapper. Like, if you had to check boxes mm-hmm. as far as, okay. you know, best flow, delivery, metaphors, you look at content, creativity, like, and just the diversity of his flow is scary. I actually heard, well, this is a fact, he freestyled Rap God. Oh, did he? He freestyled that song. And it's like, it is in the Guinness World Book of Records. It's like one of the fastest raps ever. Just to be able to to think up words that rhyme and actually make sense that fast. Well, for me to rap like a computer must be in my jeans. I got a laptop in my back pocket. My pinnacle walk when I hat cock it. Got a fat knock from that rap profit. Made a living and a killing off it. Ever since Bill Clinton was still in office. With Monica Lewinsky filling on his nutsack. I'm an MC still as honest. But as rude and as indecent as all hell. Syllables. Kill a hallway. Kill a One of our earlier shows, uh, Tony Rock, discussion came up because he had Rakim in his top five. Mm-hmm. And it was generational. Everyone over a certain age Correct. puts him in the top five and Correct. everyone under doesn't was that maybe in your mix or no i mean, I, think so, you, I, mean might... so I i grew up on all that right like so like rakim was was like it was a bad motherfucker right you couldn't you know it's kind of that thing is like unless you had the tape you couldn't listen to it over and over yeah you had to be able to record the live radio or have the tape it wasn't something that you could listen to over and over and over like when you caught it on the radio that's when everybody went crazy you know, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? and then some exactly. djs some djs would be like oh man that shit was great bring that back and then yeah. they play it over. They play it over. Like, like I don't know how many times I heard like, um, what was it the Rough Riders anthem? Oh, like my the DJ. Gosh. The DJ yeah. was like, no, 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 play yeah. that again. Bring that back. You know, it was bring that back. Master Flex. He <laughs> was like, bring that back. Bring that back. And then it's kept. Yeah, bring, yeah you know. That was, so, yeah, yeah, that was when Flex really got into the. Yeah. I'm gonna play this 16 times yeah, yeah. in a row. Yeah. So like, yeah. I think it is generational too. But like, you know, I think I think you could throw Big Daddy Kane in that. Mm-hmm. But like, but also there's something about longevity as well, right? You know, and I feel yeah. like sometimes it feels like if you if you watching Saturday Night Live, old episodes aren't really that funny because if you weren't around, yeah, you for that political climate, then it's not then you, then something's lost, it doesn't right? Connect, yeah. You know, for me, I, I listen to I listen to all rap, right? You know what I mean? So, but like that that would be my top five. But if you ask me tomorrow. Shit might be. I might, it'd be different, right? Because maybe I, I listen to something, you know, I was listening to something or something caught my eye or like, you know, like someone yeah. convinced you. You know, like when you're talking to someone, someone's like, oh man, Shine Blockers, that was the shit. I was like, dude, <laughs> I ain't never heard of Shine Blockers. What are you talking about? Then, and then, but they talk about it so much, you got their hype. Then you're like, when you leave, you get in the Uber, you're like, Shine Blockers, you type it on your phone. And you're like, oh yeah, this, this Shine Blockers. This connects you know, with you, know, you in a yeah, different you know, way. But it's, 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 it, you know, it's the power of like some songs. You're like, dude, that song sucks. But like someone else is like so hype about it yeah. that like so you're like damn i gotta go back and listen to it the yeah. mob mentality man it's true and you know think about that also when you're in the club yeah you hear this song on the radio all the time and this happens to everyone mm. you hate it when mm. you hear it 
And then when you go to the club and then they play that Takashi 6ix9ine record. <laughs> <laughs> and you start to act like you're not in your 30s with bills. <laughs> wow. That's, wow. Like that, I ain't it, been to the club and they was playing yo, that. Look, I'm not, yo, I, I, I got caught in that moment. It's like, I, I didn't really understand it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. This is so annoying. My son's yep. looking at this stuff all the time. Yep. And they're into like emo rap. And yeah. that's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I was out at a friend's birthday party mm-hmm. one day, and then how does that song go, T? Which uh, one? Get the blicky, uh, blicky. Yeah. Like, as yeah. soon as that shit starts, <laughs> it's like damn. And I knew who it was. I kind of, I'm not, you know, full disclosure. <laughs> I like the song after that. I'm not, I'm, I'm you know, just being honest. I like the song after that. That kind of helps to to go to the, what I thought we could discuss today. Yeah. Because as soon as I saw the bottle that you picked for the show. I just heard an old school. Uh, give me some old school shit, T. What you mean like cool in the gang? Nah, nah, not not quite cool in the gang. <laughs> but I need like some cool nothing but gang? a drum beat type shit. I just heard a drum beat. That okay, was like some Run DMC. Oh gotcha. That was what sure. I, I saw. Shell oh, toes. Yeah, I saw like trains with graffiti on it when I saw mm-hmm. um, uh, when I thought about this wine. I also, you know, I felt like you were someone that was diverse enough in hip hop and wine to compare old school with new school. Okay. I'd like to look at old world wines and new world wines. I think that's a, a topic that a lot of people see mm-hmm. but don't quite understand. And you know, we got some dope shit from the 80s here and early 90s also. Yep. yep. And coincidentally, this this other one uh, that you brought here, like as soon as I looked at this label, mm-hmm. I thought Death Row 1993. <laughs> I saw I saw a, tour, a concert tour t-shirt that I had somewhere in my closet. So the two wines that we have here is a, a Kenwood 93 Artist Series. Mm-hmm. And what's this other one here? The other one is uh, Diamond Creek Red Mountain Terrace from 1980. Mm. You know, the, the reason why I thought about bringing something like this is that, to me, wine is about a moment. And so it's that exact thing. When I see a bottle and I see a vintage on it, I'm like, shit, what was I doing then? Yeah. Right? You know, what was <laughs> what was happening then, right? Like, what was happening in the world? Like, 1980, that's what sugar hill gang yeah <laughs> right you know you know what i mean like you feel like you probably weren't even around. right right but like sugar, sugar hill gang right but you know like and also like when you but when you even think about it like it's like curtis blow was the first time a rapper was ever on national tv was yeah. when he was on on the soul train music awards yeah that's 1980 right you know so i i look at a lot of these things and i look at vintage and i look at like what was happening in the world mm. what was i doing in the world if i was around and what was and what was happening what was popular right you know it's like you know, 1970, you know, I know all these random facts. 1978, you know, Hungry Hungry Hippos was around, right? <laughs> that's, that's when Hungry Hungry Hippos was released. I know, you know who to you know, holla you know, for, for trivia. Yeah. Trivia yeah, night, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know what I mean? But it's 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 one of those things, you know, it's like, oh, 86, I got my first stretch Armstrong. Like, I think, and to talk about wine being, wine being about a moment. And I think a lot of times we remember what we were doing. And if the company was great, you, you remember that and you remember the things around you. It's the reason why, you know, the wine tastes better at the at the Chateau or, or right. at the winery, those kind of things, because it's really a snapshot in the moment of time. Um, and those things, when I look at like some a lot of these old wines, especially, you know, it's just like, hey, what was going on in the world then? And I thought that would be a good topic. What was going on in hip hop in 1980 and 1993? 93 was a great year. 93 was also. banging, man. Damn, that was a <laughs> so good year. Good. That's so like, good. You know, it's exactly what you described though because when i looked at this wine i'm like damn what was i doing in 93 and mm-hmm. it just felt like that um, onyx slam yeah <laughs> oh man yeah, don't even a, get me started yeah, about yeah, onyx yeah, yeah you uh, know um, yeah it, it just it reminded me of a of a, a cool time but this is this is really dope so how did you i, I think it's important to just kind of give people 
the origin story to Andre Mack. Like, how, how did you get into wine? Uh, I got into wine by watching old episodes of Frasier. Uh, I was, uh, I worked in finance. You know, I worked in like shitty restaurants my, most of my adult life, um, you know, going to college, that kind of thing. Uh, kind of going on to bigger and better things. And um, I ended up working fi- in finance for uh, Citicorp Investment Services, and uh, it sucked. <laughs> you know, it just, <laughs> just wasn't what I thought it would be. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I missed the interaction talking to people. Uh, and like talking to people, being able to read social cues and like body language, and you didn't get that on the phone. And basically, you know, we dealt with high net worth individuals who had their money parked with Citibank, um, and every time they picked up the phone by the ATM machine, it would ring. You know what I mean? It, it just sucked. It just wasn't good. And I was like, you know what, I'm out. I quit. Um, actually, I didn't quit. Normally, I get fired. <laughs> this, this way, I kind, I, kind, I kind of quit. There was this whole thing that was new to me. They're like, they, were se- they talked about severance. So they had severance. They were laying people off. I was like, so wait a minute. I'm not going to get fired, but I can quit. And you're still going to pay me? I was like, I'll take yeah. it. I'll, like, I'll that's me. That's what do me. I sign? And so I wasn't in a rush to leave to do anything. Um, and you know, that like, like during the daytime, like from three to four, they played back to back to back episodes of some, of, you know, yeah. Seinfeld, whatever. And it Golden was, Girls and it sometimes. was, and it was this. It was, yeah. uh, it was Frasier. And so, uh, you know, I'm sitting there watching. I, I couldn't afford cable. I didn't have any cable, so. And then, you know, I had to get up to change the channel, so I just left it on, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Full disclosure. Yeah, right? Full disclosure. Yeah, right. So you're like, all right. And you know, people. There was a lot of hype around it, but you know, I like. I don't watch that. I was like, and then I started to watch it, and it was like really funny. It was great. I got the humor, uh, and then you just saw how they. T- it was these, you know, it was basically these two pompous asshole brothers yeah. who enjoyed <laughs> wine, but they were having so much fun. That I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I want to have that kind of fun. Like, like you know what I mean? Like they were just passionate about the about wine this clubs thing. So, yeah, that they used to yeah, go to. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, Always like, Niles and his sherry. It was good, <laughs> yeah, but, but all of that, you know, I was like, you know, twenty-seven drinking sherry. People right. looking at me like I'm crazy. I was like, you walking around like a, like an old white man. You know what I mean? It was like you got an ascot on, you know. You know, so it was it was those. It was watching that show that that made me want to invite wine into my life. Right, so whatever my budget was, I'd go down the grocery aisle, eventually go into a wine shop, say, hey, I got 20 bucks today, whatever, and that was it. I just wanted to have wine. It was something different. And then when I got back into restaurants, it was just something that, like, it just clicked. You know what I mean? Like, I, worked, I waited tables for years. Like, you know, I could do that in my sleep. But if you still wanted to work in that job and, and have a challenge, you look for other things inside the restaurant. And when I ended up working for a place that, you know, it was actually the Palm Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Opened up a steakhouse, you know, in San Antonio, Texas, you know. <laughs> you know, they, they were like mobsters, they roll in, you know, they're, they're like telling you the opening party, you know, some, you know, one of the sales reps is telling them something. He's like, hey, how about I throw you $300 and throw your fucking ice sculpture in the backyard? This is our, this is our party. Go sit down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, OG shit. shit. Yeah, this is some, some New York shit here, right? <laughs> I'm like, ooh. And, um, and so they showed up and, you know, and, I, and that's really where I started to, like, work with wine and restaurants and kind of, and then, you know, on my, you know, I worked a double on my break. I would try to rally all the servers to come out with me so we could actually split all the cost of wine and drink more wine. And um, that was that was really it. And so every waking moment, I, I studied wine. And so it was just kind of this this thing, you know, it's, it's history, it's biology, it's chemistry. It's like all of those things. Right. And it was like great. Like it was this endless amount of knowledge that you could not know enough about. Um, and that's kind of how it all started. And then, you know, it was easy for me to grasp a sommelier, you know, someone, who, you know, a wine professional who worked in the restaurant 
because I had already worked in the restaurant. So that seemed like the next logical step. And I ended up, uh, actually one of the servers that used to go out with me got drunk on lunch and we came back and he got <laughs> fired. <laughs> right? Couldn't handle his... Uh... Yeah, yeah he, he used to tell me all the time, he's like, dude, I can drink beer all day long, man, but like something about the wine. So dude gets fired. Tannins will hit you later. And you're like, damn. So he got fired. And he um, just so happened became befriended the guy who was opening a steakhouse right next door to the palm and became and was the general manager so he was so he rolled back up of course he was like i'm gonna take their golden boy he's like yo dre i was like yeah he's like you want your first sommelier job i was like yep and so he actually the guy i was drinking with got fired gave me my first sommelier job it's like i know you know how to pick your liquor yeah that's right he's like come do this thing and uh they gave me my first sommelier gig and uh and all I did was just taste every every day as much as I could, you know, with the sales reps is like just come by. You know, it was it was I I didn't I felt obviously I felt vulnerable, right? Mm. But also I felt like that's the only way I'm gonna know, you know, and I can't fake the funk. So right. it's like, hey, anytime you guys got somebody in town or what's happening, just come by and let me taste. Right. And so that's kind of really how that started. And you know, you're like learning all this shit, and you realize that I'm not. I can't test myself because no one's buying Sancerre in Texas, right? You know, right. at the time, right? Like, you're like all the stuff you can't figure out, and you're like, you want to try shit, and people are looking yeah. at you like, you're yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I just made so many ways because I pulled all a lot of the stuff off the list that people were used to, and you know, I had, uh, I'd like all the top restaurants in America. I would call them and ask them for the wine list. This is you ready? This is before they had like. They didn't even have their wine list on. A, some of them didn't have web pages. Right. Right. I mean, this is like oh oh. Wine industry is old school. Yeah. Also, like yep. a lot of people don't look at things. Well, like yeah. That. Well, it's kind of that thing. It's like, well, why should why should our competitors see what we charge? And it's yeah. like they don't know anyway if they want to know. <laughs> well, we don't want to make it easy for you. And we're like, that's just so stupid. It's only but so much of yeah. it. Like yeah. it's like it's coming. It's coming out. So you know, I would you know, so we like Charlie Trotters. Like I remember one even uh, they faxed it to me. <laughs> so I would lay out all the wine lists and I'd go through each section and I'd be like, okay, this should be. Everybody has this this person named Raveno. All right, so that so that must that must be you know, consensus says I'm, I want to try that. Mm. So then I have to track it down in the state. Figure how it is. I would order right. three bottles. <laughs> one I would taste with the staff, and then we just divide you know divide the cost you know two bottles. <laughs> See, he's three. acting like it's easy to find three bottles of Rabino, <laughs> You guys don't well, you get. <laughs> you got to know some people that know some people yeah. that know people. So you know, it was that man. I was just you know I mean, we just just trying to figure it all out and. Yeah. Like wasn't you know wasn't afraid to like call people, and in those moments where you felt like this seems dumb, why am I doing that? And right. and and younger me would have been like, I'm out, and just asking for it. And like most people don't yeah. ask. And so anyway, long story short, man, I won a whole bunch of sommelier competitions. I met a whole bunch of people along the way. Uh, ended up working for Thomas Keller for about four years. Mm. Um, Thomas and- Keller's a serious, a serious, <laughs> serious player in the game, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so I moved to California and I worked for him there, and then I moved to New York and ran the beverage department at Per Se for three years. Wow. So what was it like working at Per Se? I mean, uh, so just so you guys know, Per Se is a three Michelin star restaurant. Three Michelin star. Michelin star is just. If they have a Michelin star, they're some <laughs> shit to pay attention to. Okay, guys. Um, what was it like working there? Because that's a pretty high-end restaurant. Like, everyone's very demanding. It's I fucking hard. Assume. It was yeah. It was really hard. It was really stressful. Uh, I think every vacation, um, they were paid. Paid vacations. Right. Right? <laughs> they, they had to be, right? right. You know? And that um, doesn't happen in the restaurant yeah, industry. Yeah, <laughs> so... Uh, 
you know, you had to really kind of really lick your wounds. And then, you know, for me, you know, I had to really kind of try to fall back in love with it. Right. It was different, too, as you moved up to ranks and, you know, as you had other people working for you, that was something different, right? Because then it was, man, it was, le- I touched, throughout my career there, I touched wine less and less. Mm, interesting. Right? Whereas, like, you know, at the French Laundry, I was the grunt. I loved it. Right? It was like, you know, I mean, you're just like floating on adrenaline. You're working like, you know, I think I worked like 37 days in a row. Wow. Um, and so, but it was hard, right? Because it was like no other place you had, I had ever worked before in my life, right? Because it was your peers that held you accountable. It wasn't, it wasn't the manager running around saying, hey, stop playing grab ass, <laughs> right? It was another person who had the same rank as you. It's like, get the fucking line, <laughs> right? This is not a bistro. Yeah. Right, you know, you know what I mean, like, and so that was it, right? Like, and then, and then it was this whole thing of like, you know, you couldn't. It wasn't about assessing blame; it was more about like fixing the problem, right? I think in, in America, American society, we always it's always about pointing the finger at like why things went wrong instead of saying, "Hey, pointing, looking in the mirror and saying, what could I have done myself so this would never happen?" And then through that process, you come up with solutions to say, "This is how we can prevent these things from happening." Um, and, and, and it's so funny, like, and I say that, and that yeah. sounds really serious. Like you're like, well, damn, did he work in a hospital? I'm like, and like and then he's like, no, he just yeah. worked in a restaurant, right? You know, but stakes were high. You know, went you know, sixty days to the day out. You know, you know, people would spend what most people, what some people could spend on vacation. Yeah. So you know, so it was a really, it was a really interesting thing. It was very demanding. Um, you know, it took a long time after I quit to even like be calm in a restaurant. Yeah, I was right? going to ask, like, where, does, where does the confidence come from, like, walking into a situation like that for the first time? I don't know. I, I think just believing that you can you could do it. Like, all along knowing, in the, knowing that you could be there and do those things, but also the everyday situation, just remembering, you know, when, when you couldn't. I mean, yeah. I do. I mean, the first time I opened a bottle of wine on, like, insert, like for friends and family at the Palm, like, you know, it was a saturated cork. It spilt everywhere on the concierge. <laughs> they made me come in three weeks in a row early to open up bottles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they wrote they wrote about me in the newspaper when I left. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. right? You know what I mean? Like, like it, <laughs> Major it's, mark. It's, it's, it's those things. But, you know, I knew what I was capable of. And I knew it was a big challenge for me. But, like, just being, just knowing that, like, I could, I could do this. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know how many times, like, I watched. It was something on Style TV where they went and hung out at the French Laundry. I watched that tape almost every single night. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Danielle's book, he had, like, a book that came out. Um, I think it was, like, his first kind of, like, cookbook, but it, like, really had, a, you know, lots of, like, photographs of, like, being in the restaurant, you know. Dude, I mean, I broke yeah. the spine of that book. Right? Like, all I could think about was, like, one day when I go to New York, my dream is to have Thanksgiving. That's right. You know what I mean? I did yeah, the first day I was that. there, right? And that was it, right? You know what I mean? Bucket I don't, I don't need, I don't even need to go up. back, but like, uh, you know, I, not for Thanksgiving kind of thing, right. but like, <laughs> but that's you know the the whole idea is like I don't know I just it was just like, you know I you know you just felt like you could do it and you yeah. and you got there I I got there on my Confidence. own there just like just confidence yep. is everything man a lot of times i say it defines success or failure yep. so you went from being a sommelier mm-hmm. into uh becoming a winemaker correct this is just jumping sports like you doing some <laughs> Deion sanders shit you just won yeah, the yeah. super bowl now you in the mlb for a little while well the hard part about having a job like that is is that the next job feels like it has to be bigger and that's the internal pressure. People don't that understand that. That's the mentality of a champion. That's the thing, man. When you transition from one 
career to another. Mm -hmm. It's just like, if you're going to stay in the same space, why not stay in the same place? Yep. You know? I didn't mean to rhyme that time. <laughs> it just happened. But I think it strikes fear in a lot of, a lot of people and that's why they never leave the job yeah that's, that's why they're there right they don't they're so afraid about what everybody else will think if they left someone like per se and was like in the west village as a general manager in some other restaurant and like for me i just didn't care because i i knew where i was going yeah which can totally happen also yep you know that, no it that's did happen real. no it did happen <laughs> no i'm speaking from experience yeah. like no it did happen i left to go work on this project lots of other things happened along the way i ended yeah. up like becoming a partner and we started a distribution company called noble house mm. um and then that just didn't sit right and then you know you know and like you know the money runs out you know and then you, you know my wife's looking at me like dude yeah. I, I know you looked at the bank account this morning. You got to go get a job. <laughs> right? right. And so then you stop and then you go back and get a job. You know, I was consulting for a huge restaurant group uh, in Midtown. Uh, I did that for like 18 months and then I was ready to jump back out. All right. Maybe a little too soon. I jumped back out. And, you know, it's, it was always a stop and start. And then finally, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, after my second kid was born in 2010, it was like no looking back. Right. Wow. So, um, and it was hard, right? Because like I didn't have any money, you know. If they, if per se wouldn't have paid me my summer, you know, my vacation check, I wouldn't have had any money at right. all. You know, it was really through the good graces of the people that I met and the relationships that I met um, that actually helped me build this thing that I built. Um, but the interesting part of all of it is, is that you know, it's like my mom always said, "Hey, you got to use your platform to talk about not to talk about the things that you've done." but also to talk about the things that you want to do. So if there's anybody listening that wants to help you get there, they can help you get there. And for me, I just wrote an email to everybody I had ever worked with over the last five years um, when I left Per Se and said, I'm going to make wine and I hope our paths cross. And lo and behold, people started to write back. They're like, hey, we have this Merlot grapes we'd like to sell to you. And, all, and, and that really got stuff moving. And I think like anything else, like people People invest in stuff, but actually, people really invest in people, Facts. right? Yeah. And if they like you, then they're gonna invest. They're gonna invest in you, and and so that's kind of really how it all started for me. And I, you know, I left. I wanted to, I wanted to be closer to wine, right? Because I was feeling this yearning that I was so far removed from it. Like each night, you know, I'm, you know. I used to get to per se at like seven in the morning, like three hours before anybody else got there. <laughs> right? I live like nine Shooting city in the blocks gym. up there. I was being there, you know. And then, you know, when everybody comes at ten, I go down to Equinox, go work out, yeah. come back up, right? <laughs> uh, and it was this thing, right? Because it was this you felt guilty leaving at ten o'clock, right? Because your your peers are still there. And I was like, but dude, I got here three hours before you did. Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, he so you have to with remind me them, shooting yeah. in the gym. No, not at all. <laughs> and so that was kind of, you know, the thing is, and so I wasn't touching wine as much as I wanted to, right? Because we had five other sommeliers work for me. Um, uh, and so, so for me, I was like, okay, how do I get back to being able to touch wine and, 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 and getting that passion back, right? Because, you know, it was stressful. And so I was like, you know what? If I made wine, right? I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to have a little more creativity in my life. Uh, and so that could scratch those itches. And then I could continue to learn about wine from a perspective of making it. Um, and then what you realize is that it's a, it's a total, another business, right? Yeah. Cause right now like it's production, but like then like I'm running the other side, which is like, Marketing, like the dis distribution, yeah. all of that shit. Um, and I just, I just kept with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but also the jump, you know, Making wine isn't just like, you know, you're not just baking a cake. It's a science to it. No, absolutely. Um, how long did you study before just jumping? I did. That? I didn't. I, you know, it was all like, it's all like apprenticeship. It's all like talking <laughs> to like, you know, 
French Laundry, right? Everybody wants you to come to their winery. They, you know, so they're like, mm-hmm. hey, come out. We're tasting Dubero. Then you learn how to taste Dubero, right? Then it's like, hey, come taste Dubero and like pick a couple of barrels and we'll bottle them exclusively for you. Then it's like, hey, come out, like do this and do the blending. Hey, and then being able to work in wineries, like just the understanding the flow. Right. Right. Which I think like, you know, a lot of sommeliers don't know, like, you know, the seasonal flow or how like things work. Um, but then asking questions and then at the beginning, being able to like being able to like work with these other guys and be able to see what they're doing and ask them questions. I, you know, it's different, right? Because as a sommelier, we are taught to evaluate a finished product, if you will. Right. right? So your mind works differently, right? So your curiosity is always circling back around to say, well, why does this wine taste this way? Is it something that they did in the vineyard? Is it something that they did in the winery, right? And so it's a, it's a different process, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to work backwards, right? right? Exactly. Because I know what I want, but I know how to get there. So being able to talk to other people, any like even like vineyard managers and all those people, like you know, you can't be stupid about it. like this guy has been working at, in this vineyard for fifteen years. Like he has so, to know so, a little. So something. yeah. So why would I? Why would I kick him out? Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like why would I? You know. So I think it's using and leveraging my community and being able to being able to ask questions and be able to make those decisions and being able to like do that and then being able to defer it to like say hey, I don't. I you know. What are the what? Are, so if we do it this way, if we do it this way, what does that mean? Because I didn't have the experience, right, right? Right. And then being able to have someone say, "Well, generally it's this way," and 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 you did that. I mean, and I mean, let's be honest. Like I feel like I continue to grow in the, in, especially in the styles of wine that we make, and as we move on, you know, yeah. which is something that I never I never really thought of. Right? We thought of like, hey, somebody founded a style. This is how they're going to do, it, and they're always going to produce it. And that's not true. I mean, even you know, look at. Um, Josh Burstrom, you know, where, you know, we've carried those wines, you know, we did a lot of business, you know, the Cumberland with the half bottles, but that was a certain style of wine that was beloved by Parker. And it was, right, it yeah. was that, right? Like no disrespect was, was what it was, right? Um, and so I hadn't really tasted the wines as I talked to him and I had, you know, I mean, Oregon, you know, I'm like doing my business. I hadn't, I hadn't run into him and I had got an opportunity to taste with him maybe about four years ago. And, um, we were out there and we start tasting the wines and I'm like, well, wait a minute, this this, this is not Burstrom. This is not, this is, you know what I mean? It's like the style tour. And then, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, over the last 18 months, he's posting more on Facebook and it's all these great burgundy wines that he's drinking. And, you know, so I start talking to him and he's like, he said, you know, it, it would just be inconceivable to think that my, my, my taste wouldn't change. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't like onions when I was a kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and you have, and you evolved and, and, and he's he's slow. The, the wines have evolved there, and you know they've 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 pivoted. Yeah. Um, and so it's just it's just been interesting, right? So like for me, like you know, it's funny too, like to go back and taste like some of the first wines. You're like, shit, my friends really love me. They supported me, right? Because yeah. you know, you know, I mean, dude, I even had all kind of shit. Like you know, I think one year, you know, we had a, I didn't clean the bottles right. It was some shit like that. So I fucked that up. Then the, it started to referment, and you know, I mean, like some of the hardest calls. I had to make in my life. Right. Like, you know, I thought my life was over. <laughs> and then you realize, no, I'm going to get through this, but I have to be honest with everybody and I need to call them and get ahead of this thing. And, you know, it's, you know, That's it's, like, it's, like, it's like, it's like everybody, it's like, you know, what's the guy say? Everybody wants to be a boss or they want to be a CEO. They want to do that, but you can't tell somebody that they breath stink. You got, you got, you, you, it's, it's the hard things about the hard things, right? Right, yeah. Right? No one wants to make that call. Everybody right? wants to be a boss no, till the check no. comes. That's right. <laughs> or, or wait, till the check don't come. Yeah. Right, right? The check bounce. That's right, right? When the check bounce, now yeah. you got to go to your people and say, hey, 
that's my fault. It always is your fault, right? Like, yeah. you know, so those are, you know, those are the lessons and the things that you learn. And it was really hard. But, but yeah, I was learning on the job, right? Yeah, because, you know, it's not like you were just making wine for your whole life. You mm-hmm. transitioned into a completely different place. And, you know, I, I think it's interesting that you approached it from a point of passion, like yeah. creating what you wanted based on mm-hmm. uh, your seasoned palate, drinking great wines. But you also inserted a piece of hip-hop in everything that Correct. you did. Why was that important for you? Um, because it was who I was, right? It felt authentic in a way where where that, that, that just felt right to me, right? Yeah. You, know, you know, I'm a kid who grew up on hip-hop, punk rock, <coughs> skateboarding, and fell in love with wine. And why not be able to put all those passions together? And I feel like if you can do that, that's how you can keep evolving. Right. Um, See, I so mean, right, to me. right now that sounds like a very normal story. Mm-hmm. But at this time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did not exist. For a long time, Andre was the other black guy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> They're like, hey, do you know Jermaine? I was like, no, it was, he was black. Like, so like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, you got, the, you got the black guy. Cool, dude. Yeah. But, you know, that, and even, and you were truly the first person out there. You know, it wasn't a comfortable thing. It wasn't a. It wasn't no. a well received space no, at you all. No, you know, you know, it, it actually worked right? the opposite. <laughs> and now Correct. it's it's like it's embraced. Correct. So, what was that like for you? Um, a lot of those just early times jumping out there on your own. Like I tell my wife all the time, "Fuck them." <laughs> I, I swear to God, like like it. Just, but it just felt. It just the thing is, it's just it didn't. It like we all talked about it. It wasn't like and the people I work with, they didn't look like me. Those guys all grew up on hip hop. I spent my time like we're decanting priceless bottles of wine. Yeah. And like I'm talking shit like about like what wines I'm gonna make or, you know, all the ideas that I ever came up with came there, you know, bone thugs, like all the stuff we just talked about. That by the way, that was one of the hardest merch pieces ever. Yeah. So all right, let's just this is this is here's the jewel, guys. Here's the jewel. <laughs> Andre found the similarity in that in that wine producing region and the group Bone Thugs in Harmony. Um, I'm telling you, you, there's like at least twenty to thirty Instagram handles right now that yeah. have used that. Oh, I've, yeah. I've, oh, I've seen it. I've seen oh, no, it. No, no, absolutely. No shots, by no, the way. No, there's no, no I shots. Mean, no, I mean, it just it, it's it's and it's this thing, right? Like where it's it's just been it's you know I just it just happened. We would make them up. Everybody thought I was crazy, and then I was like, I mean, the the name of my company called, which was which was called Mouton Noir. Right. That was that was the nickname that was given to me because there weren't people who looked like me. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I and, and and I just ran. I grasped it and ran with it. Like I created the logo. It was a screensaver yeah. at work, and it was like, no, nah. you're like you're like I am the black sheep. And and not only that, it's just like. I just did not because I just oh not also because I looked differently, but I just did shit differently with inside the four walls of the restaurant, right? Like right. you know, I mean, you know, it was it was inter- the transition from California to New York. You know, I guess I can consider myself a New York. I've lived there for fifteen years now. Is that you know we're kind of assholes and like we think we know everything, and um, <laughs> so you know they're like ah oh, this mom and pop place. So most of the management team was from New York, and so they started to implement all these different rules. They're like, hey, well you can't wear those shoes anymore. You got to wear lace ups. And I was like, dude, these Prada boots, boy, I've been wearing these for years. What you talking about? It's like, you know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah. y'all tripping and I walk off. Right? Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, catch you if you can. And so it, it went on. Like, I mean, it went on for years, yeah. right? And then finally one day I got cornered and he's like, look, 
you're going to have to go down to Kohan and get some new shoes. You got to get <laughs> some lace ups. Like, that's it. And I was like, dude, this is bullshit. He's like, I don't want to hear it. I was like, all right, cool. So I go down to Kohan. First, I go back and I was like, I need a discount, right? Because it's like, you got a discount. Go, go down and go on. I buy these beautiful <laughs> split toe, black leather shoes, lace ups. I come upstairs and I take the shoestrings out of them and I work the floor. And I was like, fuck you. Run DMC, yeah. Right, right. No laces. Right, right. And so, but that's, but you know, that's the shit I would get in trouble right, for. Like, right. like, but like all of it, right? Like, you know, I was a guy that was like, hey, you know, like nothing says I love you like a Magnum, right? And you know, that's, you know, that yeah. was something that I told the staff. I was the guy that was like, hey, this wine is banging. Like in the mm-hmm. pre-shift and everybody's like, what? Like, whoa, who is whoa. this guy? See, she and again, right now, people are just like, okay, yeah. yeah. But that <laughs> shit was at un- that, Unheard at, of. at that it restaurant, they were looking at me crazy. The wine yeah. industry was really, really, and I can't exaggerate this enough, it was a much stuffier place than it mm-hmm. is right now. I think that, I feel like you and Patrick Cappiello mm-hmm. were the first two people that I saw really changing the culture overall. And now it's all, like, everything's irrele- irreverent, right? Like, all the natural wine labels. Yeah. Like, that, like, like all, of it, all of it, all of it is is everything, like, that we were talking about. And, you know, and also, too, like, that was more than 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the world was in a, in a completely different place. But just popular culture overall right yeah. now. And I don't know. Maybe it's just because age-wise we caught up. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but... The world just seems a lot more receptive to the way that we actually live as opposed to the way that we want to pretend that we live. Correct. That's true. Um, you know, people are embracing a lot more of who they are. I don't know, man. What do you think about the whole the whole black wine scene? I feel like things are really changing and there's a, a light being shined on the industry right now. No, it's it's great. But my thing is like, but be great. You know what I mean? Great, <laughs> like, like, but, but be great or strive to be great. Just you know, you know. So I, I think it's great that like everybody, the light is being shined on lots of different people. But I commend all of it. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm too busy doing doing my shit, focusing. And right. I, you know, and I don't, you know, it's like to each his own. Just I, you trying know what to I mean? win. Yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. Like and, and and whoever I can help along the way, I I try to. You know, like I said, like I I'm glad that they're recognizing more. But like I feel like now they're more in places that they can be recognized. Right, right, right. You know, you know, yeah. you, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. um, hopefully, we're not handing out trophies, you know, yeah. eighth, eighth place trophies kind yeah, of thing, exactly. right? Like, right, like, right. like my that's my whole thing. My company's never been registered as a minority-owned company because I felt like that was a handout, mm-hmm. and that could be used against me by my peers to have something that they didn't have, right? right? But I have to face the fact. I travel all over the all over the country, you know. And with sales reps in all different parts of the country, mm-hmm. where sometimes after lunch, you know, they got to apologize to me because of the, their friend's behavior. Well, I've been knowing knowing Reggie for, <laughs> you know, for you know for for eighteen years, and he's never acted that way. I said, but you ain't never bought a black person in the white around him, right? You know, right. So 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 it's you know so it's it's been interesting to, to see it. I think it's I think it's great, right? Because. This is this is this is the key that you know that I I understand a lot more now than I did when I was say seventeen. You know, mm-hmm. my mom told me that you could be anything you wanted to be, and I believe that. Yeah. Right? Um, did you did, think you did, could it, be president? No, nah, I didn't want to be president. <laughs> uh, but like, but but my thing with when, when I say that is is that I didn't need anybody. I didn't need to look. I didn't need to see anybody that looked like me to think that I could do it because my friends, their dads were this, blah 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, it does matter. And, and, and the, the, the amount of emails I get weekly about that, like people asking, yeah. you know, like, hey, like, 
I didn't even know there was a job that did what you did and that's cool that you're doing it. There's so many people who've contacted me say, I wanna do what you do, I wanna be in the wine business and it's because there's more visibility. Right. The reason that you don't see a lot of us is because when you don't see someone who looks like you, you don't think you could do it, right? Like, right, there, true. There, you know, there couldn't be no Eminem if there was no no um, Ice Ice Baby, what's his no, name? Vanilla Ice, ice. Right? There couldn't be, right? Mm -hmm. Right. The first one, he took all the shots. That's exactly right. He true. sold a lot, but you know what? When your name comes up in conversations, mm -hmm. you took a lot of the shots. Oh yeah, absolutely. For a lot of people, you know, and I'm sure you can. It's the things that you're talking about mm -hmm. with, you know, those uncomfortable conversations that you have to have Correct. or. People assuming that you don't know certain things, mm -hmm. uh, you know, using a lot of speaking slowly and yeah, shit. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think it's all Explaining great. Like, things to you, that you already like, know. But, like, but fuck it, I'm winning. I don't like. I mean, like, I don't exactly. get, like. Yeah. I don't like. Like, like you. I just realized that like you have to do like you have to do the uncomfortable stuff, right? Like, oh, they may not like me. I don't care. Like, exactly. you just show up. You just go. You do your thing. You know, eighty percent of winning is just showing up. You got to show up. It's true, right? I showed up at the back door of this restaurant because a friend said, "Hey, you can go there." I ended up stodging with this guy. This is on a, this is on a Thursday. That that earlier that week on Monday, the guy who I was stodging with accepted the job to be the wine director for all of Thomas Keller's properties. <laughs> I show up, we work the floor at the end of the night. It's like, dude, kid, I love you. You're great. You want to come to the French Laundry? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was, I, when I was out back, my girlfriend was dropping me off. I was like, dude, this is so stupid. <laughs> like, why am I even here? Who does this? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I show up. You know, and it's funny too, like the shots and all that, that's, it's all funny, right? Because, but like, I've proven to be right. Definitely. Right? Like, I've, like I've, I've, proven, I've proven to be, to be right. Um, and so my thing is, is like wine is meant, you know, it could be, you know, it, it is to whatever you want it to be to you or to whoever. And you have this side, you have that side, you have all of this other stuff. And for me, it's like, I just want more people to drink wine, right? I want more people to have a good exactly. time and realize that, that, that there's many different faces to that. Uh, and it doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, a guy driving a sports car wearing an ascot, but it could be depending on what yeah, circle you're in, right? Depends on the so, circle, yeah. But, but that doesn't mean anything else. And you see and you see that more and more now, right? You see more athletes being more vocal. I remember I remember working at the Palm one night, Sunday night, it was the Oscars that were on. And I was missing the Oscars, but in the corner booth was Denzel Washington. And he wasn't at the Oscars. He was nominated <laughs> at the Oscars, but he wasn't there. Because his son was uh, a high school athlete and was like an elite athlete and was playing in San Antonio each year. They, they host uh, like a, an army-sponsored like uh, all-star game. Mm -hmm. And he was there. And, you know, he's drinking, you know. He's like, like in a, it ran a steakhouse. He orders like, you know, I think he was ordering Silver Oak, you know, Napa, you know. So, you know, and in that environment, he was spinning some dough. Yeah. Right. But I had never seen anything like that. You know what I mean? It was like <laughs> yeah. it was going on. But now it comes to light because of social media and because of these other these other things. Think about it. Think, think about this. Being a celebrity meant being shrouded in mystery. That right. True, that's yeah. how you you limited people's access to you. And that's and that's how you kept you had a persona and that's how you had those things right right we back y'all we just went through a little bit of uh music from the 80s music from the 90s had some fun convo mm -hmm. just got into the wine a little bit now this wine uh the diamond creek is really really good and i i don't love cabernet sauvignon mm -hmm. but like cabernet from the 80s is just something it has some time mm -hmm. to Develop some softness. No, to it, absolutely. You know? So I feel it's got like some wisdom. It's telling us some stuff. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just remarkable to be able to 
to be able to taste some of the some of these old wines and like to see that like the longevity in them yeah and how how how, how they've aged uh, and then just think about like how like we were talking about how popular culture and just how our lives have changed over the years but think about what the winemaking techniques and styles were then right, and, how, yeah. and how, how they've grown by leaps and bounds and so they're still being able to make and, and I felt like this is slightly innovative they have like a plastic pull tab which mm. is the crazy shit on top of this bottle yeah and actually, to be actually, I've seen it on some '78s uh, Dry Creek Zinfandel that I, that I have. They have they, they have like this little kind of plastic pull tab at the top that you didn't even have to cut, which is weird for especially yeah. for a high end bottle Definitely. of wine like that. I haven't I don't have anything older than '88 from the, from them, but it's really cool. Now, and you just had this on the stash. Now you brought a few different wines. You okay. brought the 1980 Diamond Creek Red Rock Terrace. And the 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 Kenwood ninety three artist series. Correct. Um, what made? Why did you want to bring these wines tonight? Well, I wanted to bring older wines. Well, first I got to talk about like I don't I don't necessarily believe in collecting wine. If that sounds interesting I love the to way you, you think, my brother. I, 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 I got to give him. I, I got to give him today. I'm the type of I dude. I drink my wine, man. I try yeah. to tell people yeah. I drink my wine. Like I wear my tennis shoes, right? Yeah, and and they ain't in the box. That's the only thing. No right? I had this argument with my brother all the time. When my brother moves, he yeah. has like a hundred boxes of sneakers. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm like, I run through my I wear them mm-hmm. when I buy them. Mm-hmm. And I tell him all the time, I'm like Out the I, store. When when he talks <laughs> shit to me, he, I'll say, I drink my wine. Yep. And it's just funny because that is the first time I've ever heard someone else yep. use that uh <laughs> well, you know, not, it's, it's interesting too, right? Because like I felt like I'm financially, I'm in a different situation than I've been in most of my life. Right. So, so yeah, I could, you know, I could, I have, you know, it, it makes sense to buy wine because you can get it cheaper and hold on to it. But I, I, I just, I was never that guy. You know, I remember, you know, people had given me bottles of wine when I first got in the industry, and I was like, oh my god, this is like I'm starting a cellar. This is great. And I was like, dude, I'm too young. Like I haven't even tasted. I, I own this bottle, but I haven't even tasted. Like I need to be tasting it. Plus, I wasn't working in a, that caliber of restaurant that I ended up working in. Right. That I got to taste all these wines, um, and it's different. I, I think we all live in a different era too, right? Where people pay the premium for it. Right. right, like why hold on to it when you know that, you, like you know, people would say, "Hey, do you think you can give me this?" I say, "I can get you anything you want, just you got to have the dough." Right? You, that, how that, much do you want? That, how that, much is it worth? To yeah, you? that that's all that is. Like yeah. someone says, "You think you can find?" It? I was like, "It's nothing's really hard to find. It's just do you want to? Do you have the cash to pay for it?" Right. Um, and that in that sense, like you know, the threshold. Like you're like, "Well, yeah. I see this worth. You know, it just will be more." And so that's the world that that's the world that we live in, right? Where it's like, "Hey, like, so." The reason why I have these wines, um, these wines in my basement, <laughs> right? It's like so, 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 it's so funny, right? You're like, so wait a minute, you say you don't collect wine, but it's like, dude, I got like, I got like, I got a shit ton of wine. I, in my I, think, I think I got like a hundred of those vine boxes in my basement. Right. For all, but but so basically, I've been buying. We're opening a, an all American charcuterie bar, a ham bar in Brooklyn. Uh, so it's all American cheese. All oh American yeah, I gotta wine. clap it up for that real quick. Yeah, I just just lightly drop that in there in Brooklyn. Y'all gonna Brooklyn. be able to pull up to Andre Max <laughs> spot. What um what is it called? It's called And Sons. And Sons. And Sons for sons. for my four sons, for the neighborhood sons, for America sons. Mm. There yeah, you go. That's right. <laughs> and son, and what son? You should call it and what son. That's what you should call it. Yeah, that's what that's that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna call it on the street. You just got y'all been to and what sons? Y'all just yeah, got son. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you know, the whole idea was like, you know, I just I just felt like, 
you know, as Americans, I, th- I feel like sometimes like we we revel in, you know, we put on a pedestal what's different, and um, which is great. Like, I, I understand that I've been in the same place, but I think sometimes that means that you overlook what's actually happening in our yeah. own country. Um, and not, I say that, and now I'm like, nah, man, he's coming <laughs> off like some nationalist. No, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, just saying I'm just saying that we want to, we for me, I just I wanted to have that a, pre, a place that you can go and appreciate and be able to drink those. I, th- I think old American wine represents some of the best value uh, in the wine market right now and what people are doing with uh, American hams. Uh, I remember one day I, had a, I was talking to a friend. He was from Ohio. He was telling me that... Ohio was exporting all of these hogs to Italy because Italy can't keep up with the demand of prosciutto. And I was like, well, wait a minute. If their hogs, if our hogs are good enough for them, and like, how come we're not doing something with them? And then, you know, and so, um, you know, the ham, the American charcuterie and country ham and all that hasn't really hit the, that, that has that renaissance that, like, say, American cheese did, like, in 06, 07, whenever that was, right, like, where it just blew up. And so my thing is, like, why don't we just put all of those things together and put them under one place? Um, I was always a firm believer that you, you know, you make a place that you wanted to drink at, you know? Yeah. Uh, when I, when, at one of my big birthdays, you know, I was like, my wife's like, hey, do you want anything for your birthday? And I was like, nah, you know, I'm good. I don't want anything. I'm like, I got everything. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so I bought an old antique um, U.S. slicing machine built off the Burkle Patton flywheel uh, from 1910. <laughs> uh, and it, it lives in my dining room. You know, I always thought, I, this is the crazy part, right? This is how crazy it is. I always thought, I always wanted one. The first time I ever walked into like, you know, Bastiana's restaurant, like you're like, what is that thing that looks like a Ferrari over there? And, and then everybody's telling me about it. And I was like, then I heard the price. So I was like, dude, I'll never have one. The only way I could do that is like if I open a restaurant. And then I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, you know what the pimp shit would be? If I had one of these at the crib. <laughs> so, so. I was about to say, I thought you just opened the spot just yeah. to buy one of those machines. No, no. That would have been like even more like playable. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we have we have it in we have it we have it in the no, dining room. That's, that's some that's so that's, we bought it, we bought it, we had it in the dining room, it's been there, and then the kind of thing now is like we you know, so we always, you know, entertain and have people over. Now. Yeah, yeah, so that was it. So now now I bought three more. Now now I got three so I bought three more of the slicers. But like the whole idea was like I was like, all right, so it's really built off this machine that was that was made in America, made in Indiana. So the the whole place is filled with old American antiques, um, and then old wine, um, country ham, all made in the United States and cheese and so um, so the reason why I have all of this wine is because I've been buying the wine, you know, here and there, whatever, to be able to put on the list. And that's why I have it in the house. Otherwise, otherwise, I would have been scrambling around trying to find something. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's like, you know, to be honest about the Diamond Creek, you know, I just hadn't had that. I hadn't had this wine in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So it's like we pull that. Uh, and then the other wine, I, I, you know, 1993 was a big year in hip hop. Yeah. Um, and like I was saying earlier, it's, it, you know, to me, wine is more about what was happening in that time and the time and place. And to be able to 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 figure out like this mine was was being was made in the year that all of these kind of great things that were going on uh, from a hip hop perspective. Oh, yeah. um, was really something really cool. That's the reason why I bought American wine. Like I don't, I drink a lot of other wine too. Yeah. I mean, maybe on my Instagram feed you see a lot of this kind of stuff. But like, I drink, I drink all kinds of different wines from everywhere. Um, but I, I bought American tonight because I just wanted to showcase something different. And you know, you think about it, when do you get to taste vintage wines? You know, I think that that is something that a lot of people in our industry definitely take for granted. Some don't. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I know for a long time, I honestly. I didn't even realize how special what I was doing all the time was. 
you know, um, having the opportunity to be able to drink wines like this is just, I mean, it doesn't happen for everyone. No, it doesn't. I mean, I mean, and you, and you do take it for granted. Like, you know, the guys were like, I was doing some paperwork in the back when the sommeliers come back, they're like, Hey man, we got 45 Mouton out of Mag. You want to taste that? It's like, nah, dude, I had it three times last week. I'm good. (laughs) I want to finish the paperwork. I want to finish the paperwork so I can go the fuck home. I got some shit going on. uh, But you see what I'm saying? Like you just become, you become like this thing. Like you, you have it all the time where I remember when I was in a place where I was like, I wish I could taste those wines. Like, you know, like you drink, you dreamt of tasting those wines and, and um, you can you can take them for granted, and you know things are a lot different now, right? Like that I don't work at or at, at that kind of caliber restaurant that I get to taste them. Not like, that much forty five mouton. Well, the shit, well, the shit, <laughs> the shit that I post is the shit that I buy. It's right. not it's not shit that someone else bought in my restaurant right. and posted. It's, it's, it's no cat. Right? What are some terms or some phrases one might hear in the city of Atlanta right about now? No cap. Uh, What's that mean? Right. Somebody yeah, watching this heard that word, doesn't know exactly what it means. Can you define it? Like, when, like somebody say you cap, you basically like you just putting on like you ain't really talking about shit. If you kept like lying, yeah, or just fronting, yeah. or like both. So what would be what would be an example? Yeah, I'm making plays every day in a trap. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's just interesting too. We weren't even allowed to have our phone on the floor. That's that's right. how that's I how know. crazy it was there. Everybody thought I was weird because, uh, to me, I just listened to music. Yeah. So I would always have headphones on when I walked around the restaurants. I, you know, I had a you know, and I I didn't have a, I had a Rio from back in the day. So I had to, so I, I read about, I heard about it on like CNN. <laughs> went to went to Circuit City and bought one, and then I was downloading all the music I downloaded was off of. Um, I wasn't Limelight. It was like Napster. It was Napster. Yeah. Right. And that's how I started playing all the music. And then when I got to New York, I couldn't. And then like uh, they came out with a. They had the what was it? The zone. I, no the. Was it the, uh, the, the, the iPod? The iPod. You must have had a Zoom, right? I, you know I had a Zoom. Here's the thing. Zune revolutionized streaming. Okay. There was the first music subscription service. Microsoft had it. Yeah, the Microsoft Microsoft Zune. And at that time, I was such a music head. I was and I was that guy. I bought every single CD that came out on Tuesday. I just I needed if I didn't like it, I still bought it. That's my pops was like that. Yeah, it was a it was a problem. It was a compulsion that I had. I had to. I'm I'm talking I'm cutting school to go to Nobody Beats the Wiz to buy the CDs. Um, (laughs) And I wanted to listen to it before everybody else. That was the other part. But music was but but music was different. Like music was different then because think about it. When you went there and you bought that, you put it on and you listened to it straight through. Straight through, Mm -hmm. right. You listen to it straight through. (laughs) And like and, and, and for a lot of them, especially like when you think about like they had a like like rap like a lot of them had skits in between it was a narrative it like so it told a whole story it was like a a whole piece of work and then when Mm. when 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 the not streaming but apple came along then it was more like oh now it's just singles right yeah well you know let me see singles all right singles 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 started getting hot i think that singles started really getting hot when i feel like after like uh Volume two, Jay Z, like the after, mm-hmm. like rap records started selling like five million records, and it was like the singles. When when Jay Z came up with that whole, all right, I'm gonna give you these hot records, and the album's gonna have a whole different 
context. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, rap records really started, you know, oh, yeah. people were selling, like Biggie was selling 10 million and shit like that. I feel like that's when people started going crazy on the singles. Streaming, well, though. Changed, yeah. Streaming now it's the shit that you want to play over and over. If for me, it, for it, me it's worth it. For, like that was the thing. Like, like that, like, I just have to say, like, like those dudes got robbed. Like, yeah, they they yeah, get yeah. robbed, yeah. right? Because I would have yeah. been laying out that. Like I can listen. To, like think about it. Anything. Like we can talk on my phone. We could like Black Moon. Those are my boys. They came out like, right like, now. I, go, I can listen to it <laughs> right now. We don't we, have to settle. Yeah. We, like we like who sung that song? We can listen to it right now. Yeah. And that to me is is different. You know. And that's how movies gone. That's why Apple's getting into streaming. Yeah. That's gonna well. It's all gonna be a problem, right? Because each house owns different stuff. Yeah. Right. So, like, if you want it all, then you're gonna have to, you know, pay for this, pay for that, mm-hmm. pay for that, pay for that. But you gotta pay for. It. Yeah, and I don't know. Like in that situation, who really, who wins? Like right now, and it's just because I am a true yep. music fiend. I have Spotify, Apple Music, and Title all paid I have, subscriptions. Oh, dude, I have all of them. You know, and it's just yep. the, the exclusives come, and yep. I want to listen to Beyonce's album too. Gotcha. You know, okay. but at the same time, I want to watch the future documentary. So it's just, I, I don't know, man. You got to have all of them just to be able to survive in this climate. <laughs> yeah. I, it's I, just, like, I like how you're just scary, compared man. to life or death. Because you, which, need is, which is true, a true, a true music head. And to go back, what I was saying is I always wore headphones and they always, everybody at work thought it was weird. Like when I'd be putting away wine, just doing everything, I always listen to music the whole yeah. time. You know, it's like, it's the soundtrack to your life. And then to move to New York where, you know, like you didn't have cars, so everybody had some device. Oh, and yeah. You listen, and you listen to it on the train. I mean, so much so that my parting gift when I left was headphones. <laughs> they gave me like noise canceling headphones from like Bose because I listened to it. You know, and everybody thought I was crazy. Like I was a guy talking to my foot. My wife, one day I went to sleep and she put like a, a fucking baby nipple, glued it to my Blackberry. <laughs> Most sales, you ready? Most sales reps didn't even know they had text messages until I text them and they were like, what is that? If I would have shot them an email at 10 a.m. in the morning saying, hey, I, this is my order for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're like, we, I don't check my email. Well, I'm gonna check my email twice a day. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> like you sending me an email? Right, right, you ready? Like twice. They're like, literally, it was like twice a day. Once when I get up and when I get home at night. <laughs> it's like the mail. And you're like, so I'm waiting for my order. They're like, well, we don't have it. And like, and that was the craziest part. <laughs> then I realized. Then I realized that I could send the email via text. If you if I had the phone number and you would do text and I knew if they had like Verizon, yeah. right? So then I can send it to them and it would show up on their phone. They're like, "What? This guy's crazy!" Like, so I was really like, I was really on some shit. Like, there was really no one with like. I think Fred Dex was the guy. The other dude with like a BlackBerry and me and all the other, you know. So, but you know, then we had the pieces we were talking on the phone. Yeah. Um, Did you so ever get into like the Motorola two-way pages and everything? No, no. So I didn't. We didn't have we. I had pagers, and I got into the ones that read out everything. Yeah. But it was a service where you called, and you had to tell them what mm-hmm. to say, and they typed it. That's how. That's how the old. Those are the, like the, the yeah, Motorola. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, you're like, dude. It's just, she's like, don't leave, come back. You know. Why are you getting your conversation? No. So and so. All right. You remember the era when like um, Motorola time ports came out, the two ways and shit. There was that I was had, such, I, had time, I had that one. That was such a beautiful era. So at that point, I used to be one of those guys like like you'd see on TV. I had three time ports, <laughs> and um, you would call 
we used to fuck with the people that would <laughs> take these messages. Yeah, let me tell you. you know, we like, would say the worst things, and they had to listen to it and yeah. type it out into your page. Oh, it was. It was hilarious. It's just kind of like, you know, great. coming to America, it's like, do you think that's not enough? He's <laughs> like, hey, just make it, make it a cool million dollars. He goes, yeah. sure. You know, yeah, it's like, that's it. You know, and it was funny, right? Because, like, you got a, you know, you, so you had a pager. You went from having a pager, <laughs> and then I got a cell phone. But you didn't give that number out, right? Yeah, exactly. Because it was too expensive. So you still had the pager. And then and then you and then you dial back. Right? Y'all don't so know about y'all don't know about the OmniPoint cell phone era. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, y'all don't know that. about that. I remember those. <laughs> I remember those. You know, there's there's only a certain there's only you got to be cut from a certain club <laughs> to understand the OmniPoint Motorola Tomport era. All right, so when I looked at this, yeah, I I, I hadn't had these wands before, so mm-hmm. I went completely based off of feel but yeah i thought about just early 80s man for some reason when when i think 80s cali cab i think 80s cali rap you know what would be a good one to pair this diamond creek with Hmm. Six in the morning, iced tea. Six iced in the tea. morning, police at my door. Fresh Shadita squeak across the bathroom floor. Out my back window, I take my escape. Didn't even get a chance to grab my old school tape. Mad with no music, but happy cause free. And the streets to a player is the place to be. Got a knot in my pocket, when at least a grand. Gold on my neck, my pistol's close in hand. I'm my a- shit. Six in the morning is a good song. I'm, but yeah, six in the morning, iced tea. Iced tea. All that right. also has one of those great um, break beats. And, you know, with this Kenwood, I just go straight to the Doggy Style album. I mm-hmm. really do. And, you know, we'll have <laughs> photos of this on the Instagram, y'all. But I just feel like it's the exact same color scheme of yep. the Doggy Style album. Let the motion of your body be the key to we be the motherfucking G from family. Now, I'll play the G in this deadly game. Snoop Dogg is the name dog. I feel like it was one of the most anticipated rap albums at that time. Like it just like everybody was was waiting for that, right? Like we were waiting for for Dre. Yeah. And he came with the chronic. And then he had this, you know, he had that guy on there. You're like, who's that dude? That voice. It, yeah, it was and then yeah. it was and then it was on. Then the video came out. Remember when they all transform into dogs? Oh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, when he yeah. getting his hair braided. <laughs> when he getting his hair braided on the porch. Now, when he was yeah. on the front of the bike and you wanted you wanted that, that, oh, that the, the plaid shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was video, too, right? Like, like we grew up in a visual era. You know, I, mean, I talk a lot about people. Videos like this, were different at that time. Yeah, well, they, they but that's, but that's how you... They they showed you that's how they they visualized what was going on right because after you saw the video and you heard the song you 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 had a different picture of what it would be like right like and it's it's, and it's I I can tell you like I don't even watch music videos I don't even think it feels like they're not even relevant you know remember they had like they had million dollar budgets yeah there were many movies which was you know I mean hype Williams right you know what I mean so so it was it's it's interesting to see. That and they gave a visual to a lot, like and and also like speaking of hip hop, like in a way so much that like MTV was like when when hip hop got smart and said, well shit, we wearing Tommy Hilfiger, mm-hmm. why don't we make our own shit? Then they made their own shit, and then that's when MTV was like, then they started blurring the shit out. Yeah. So now, <laughs> right? Like free advertising. Hold yeah, on, yeah. hold on. Hold but, on. but it was free advertising way up until yeah. then. But you know, but it goes back to that. Like you know, I was telling someone, you know how how from music from no other music it 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 told me what to wear it told me what to eat it told me how to walk it told me it it showed it's you so culture. many things right right it, absolutely it and, and, and the yeah. way that like 
and then you had visuals and then once you had the visuals it was over it was like this is like like you know what i mean like there's no there's no song about jack daniels from like i mean maybe there is but you know in the way that like there's a song about cavassier right 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 which is it like which is the, it's, yeah it's this it's this interesting thing like, it's you know the culture I mean? talking correct that's what hip-hop is yes yeah. and it it, it 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 tells you like you know what i mean like someone was asking me it's like the reason why my alcohol choice is because I had no education or didn't know anything. I I drank things that were part of popular culture. I watched mm. Casino. I thought they were saying Cuddy Shark. Yeah. And so when I went to the bar when I was 21, I was drinking before that. I said, I'll take a Cuddy Shark. She's like, what? They all laughing at me. We don't shit. have that here. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? But, like, but, you know, I mean, I drank 40 ounces because... That, that's what the culture said to drink. That's fact. And then you drink it, you're like, damn, this tastes like ice cube pissed on charcoal. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Then it was like, you know what I mean? Then it was like, yo, wait, yo, can, can, you, can you give me a, t- a tasting note for a Thunderbird? <laughs> Depending on what pack of Kool Aid you put in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But nah, that's how that th- worked. Thunderbird was probably the worst uh, thing I've ever tasted in my entire life. That's why you put Kool-Aid in it. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So you put, a, you put a packet of Kool-Aid in it, and you make it whatever flavor you want. It, it tastes like <laughs> cigarette butts. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what It really does. No, it does. Ash water. Ash water. Yeah. That's, that's my tasting note for Thunderbirds. Cigarette well, you butts. Know, it's, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just interesting because, you know, I tried all of those things, right? And it was whatever. It was good. You know, and like, it feels like in the same way hip-hop was learning when I was learning. Because, mm. then you know, somebody, like, the next thing they rap about, oh, that pop-off. And, you know, they're talking about that pop-pop vodka, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, in a way, like, oh, man, like, you know, that it, like, you know, had them fade it, and they talk about it in the song, and then people go and buy it, and then they, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, and then we've, we slowly graduate it. And, and, and the way that you talk about Jay-Z is because he's rapping about things that are, that are relevant to you. Right. Whereas and then and then you look at like I don't even know what the fuck six nine saying, <laughs> but 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 I respect it in a way that that's not that's not me, mm-hmm. right? That's not it's, it's you know and some of it's okay, right? You know what I mean? But like he's speaking to someone different. You know my pops. You know I get in the car and I put in a tape. He's he's like oh whoa whoa what's happening? What's happening here? Like <laughs> the tape was eating the fucking the, you know the cassette player was eating the tape and I was like pops they scratching back here. I said I said I said they're no, scratching pop, that's pop. the bass. <laughs> but and but every I have to think about that every time when I like when I want to when I when I look at something that's new that's different that I didn't right you know what I mean like that yeah. singing and rapping shit I like that shit like yeah, you know what I mean like yeah. I had that Jake I had that Drake shit before anybody else yeah. had it. Like, you know what I mean like that singing and rapping shit that's yeah. that's some real shit it I like that right yeah but so you know and I think all of it is just like it's different genres kind of all matched up and we all want to say it's the same and like I think like when you call it trap like that. It puts it in its lane, mm-hmm. and I think for some of this other stuff we haven't yet, and so we're trying to figure out exactly what it is. But I think it's all good. It's gonna, it's gonna have to evolve, of course, and for it yeah. to be anything else. And I think now it's matched with something else, and you know, it's just interesting how it all comes back, which is, which is annoying because I live long enough to know that like twerking to me was the Yin Yang Twins yeah. and not some dudes from fucking uh, fucking Amsterdam. Right. Oh, people in Amsterdam. Oh, you twerking. don't remember that? So the whole Harlem Shake? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So remember when, when they were all doing in the locker room and like, yeah. oh, yeah, my kids oh, are talking yeah. about Harlem Shake? I'm like, no, that you know, like, that's like, Diddy. Like, oh, yeah, I saw the Puff video. Yeah, 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 yeah what yeah, do you yeah, guys yeah. know about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some young kid yeah. turned that song on. I was like, this is... And twerking. Oh, so I, said, <laughs> I was talking about twerking, but like even that, like to know that like, so then Miley Cyrus brings it back. Right, oh, right, yeah, But it was, but yeah, to us, yeah, like, 
you know, whistle while you twerk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, like so, I know. So I, so I know twerk. I got, I got, I got sidetracked oh, there. Yeah. But twerking, like you look at twerking, yeah. you look at, you look at like yeah, Harlem, that, like those things that, that where they all come shake, back around. Um, so some funny shit happened when the Harlem Shake was out. That's to me that a lot of people talk about their golden eras of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this with Tone a little bit. Uh, my golden era hip hop was like right around that time. Mm-hmm. That was me in high school, you she know. Um, I remember because uh, <laughs> what, what hip hop does it it's the culture speaking. Mm-hmm. I remember people in the hallway in my school Harlem shaking yeah. because I went to school with a bunch of Harlem dudes before you saw it in like videos. This for my though, special delivery. Spit like this, get my wrist all glittery. Get cake, snakes get slithery. Lean in, show y'all the mean and the chivalry. When I saw it in the video, I'm like, "Oh, that's the shit that they do in the hallway." Correct, because you know, cause, cause, yeah, because you were close to it. Like, exactly. so me living in Texas, I I see and Diddy, then, I see Diddy doing it. Yeah, <laughs> no, but that's what's dope yeah. about hip hop. It's yeah. the culture from Correct. all of these Correct. different places Correct. talking, and uh, you know, when people talk about how big hip hop is right now. Mm-hmm. I think that um, it's just special because it's it, this is how our culture speaks. People ask why do I, you know, focus on wine and hip hop so much? Why do I like it? This is just how our culture communicates to a mass audience. This is how right. we've communicated for a long, a long time. This is when people started to actually give a shit about the things that we were saying. Correct. Well, when there was real money involved. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> when it when it became when it when it became about generating money, then it is. But like when you open up uh, your thing from Postmates and they're talking about sliding to the DM, that's that's us. It's all us. That's it's us, all right? Us. Like all so, of like it. so the so you know that thing. You know, like I, I was talking to someone and I said something about a thought, right? And they're like. You know, the editor, it was for my book, so the editor, the editor says, uh, someone writes back and they say, well, did he spell it wrong? The copy editor's like, did he spell the thought wrong? And I was like, no, this is oh, a thought. He's, he's thinking about something, like, no, that's and so, a So the editor writes hope. back, I'll just write, I'll just write back, I'll just write back and say that it's African-American slang. And I was like, but your kids come home and they say to you, it's lit, but you don't call that African-American slang. Right, it is. That's mm. where they got it from. Mm-hmm. Right, so, so mm-hmm. me saying like, you, you just said and heard your kid. Your kid knows what it is. <laughs> well, that's your kid. Your thirteen year old. He knows what thought is. Right, right? he knows what <laughs> it is. <laughs> right, right, right. He's like, he's like, oh, you mean that hole over there? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's right. No, they know. They know. Just like you know, you like, like, you know, it's like, like, like when we were like, like it's so funny too because like, you know that like, you know, like when we was like, no, that's fat. Yeah. Right, and then and then all of a sudden, then you know, you know, Becky come talking about well, that's pretty hot and tempting. You know? <laughs> they make up some, they make up something else for it, right? right you know what right, I'm saying? Right, You're like, right. nah. Yeah. So no, no, but like, but 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 you know, it's interesting. So all of a sudden, like, so what do you mean, like, so you like lit because your kids come home and say it's not African American slang, but like, that's where they got it from, mm-hmm. right? So the call, of, like, because I said this is African American slang, it's just slang, yeah. right? You know, you, know, you know what I mean? So, but but it's but now it's all about big money and like it, mm-hmm. it like everything that you look at, you can see traces of, oh, wow, like that it's acceptable to say that, yeah. When it, when it was like sliding your DM, like like you know what I mean? That's Postmates, yeah. Right? You know, you know what I mean? Like that, you know. That's great. Ain't but nobody it, on their crew look like me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just you know when you. As soon as you go into that uh, slang world, immediately it's popular culture. Correct. And now Absolutely. it's to the point, it's like you said, it's not 
black slang anymore. This is just this is American culture at this point, you know, which is also uh, I think for me why you um, the wine bar that you're doing is is dope because it's you're celebrating American culture and right now hip hop culture is American American culture. culture. No, it absolutely is, uh, and it's also. you wouldn't immediately connect those two things. You would actually assume the opposite. Yep, sir. But it's just not what it is. It right? is, and you'll, and you'll start to see more. Like, as you start to see more, which, which is crazy, you know, and I've listened to some of your podcasts, like, and why you, and the, the reason why you're so excited about Dujak is because your worlds are colliding. I'm like, what you like? You, not in a thousand years did you ever think that, like, when you were like putting away or at auction, never. that like you would hear it in a rap song. But then when you knew you heard it, you're like, no, these motherfuckers on the real, right? They know what's they know what's popping, and that's that's but that's what it always is, right? Yeah. You know, like, dude, I remember like looking at Rob Report before anybody knew what Rob Report and was like, I need a continental tea, you know, <laughs> Bentley, continental tea, right? Before yeah. any rapper was talking about it, mm-hmm. Hermes, like, it's it's the evolution, like. Like they're growing, they have more money. Yeah. They're looking for more exclusive things. Things like you know, Pater Philippe. Like yeah, like yeah, that, exactly. like that was that, <laughs> that was the masters of the universe that who who knew about those watches and warm. Not 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 rappers. Not Quavo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and no, not Offset. In the restaurant, in the in the wine bar, everything is the wine list is broken down in, into decades, right? So and then and then in those headings, it talks about what was going on in popular culture in those headings. Mm. And then when you actually pick, select the wine, um, there's a sommelier note, but it's not a tasting note. We have a tasting note underneath. The sommelier note is what was happening in popular culture then and things that I find fascinating. So if you come to the wine barn, that little tidbit I gave you when from 1977, we talk about those things, right? Because it's like, wow, like you're drinking a wine from that era that like really like is, is, is you know, I, one of the, the, the birthing factors of hip hop. Uh, which is, which is you know, which is so funny too, right? When you think about it, it's like when you even think about it, like, but just DJing, right? Yeah, oh, DJ. Two turntables and a microphone, right? Like you're like, well, wait a minute, like was it that? Did they have DJs before? Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. It's, it's so it's just, yeah. it's just it's just wild to think about like how it's evolved, um, and and then also like to where to see it. You know, I had a huge conversation with a friend of mine about about Ace of Spades. And I reference this because when you guys were talking about it in your awards thing, um, we don't know what the long tail of that is, right? Like we we look at it from where we're looking at it now, and you're like, well, you know, is it could it could it be what Dom is or what or what Crystal is? And my thing is, it absolutely could be because because think about the guys that just who just got or getting ready to go the NFL draft. Like that's that's what they're talking about. That's what they're buying, right? So it could be, you know, it, you know, it, it's changed. You know, I walked out of the, uh, I was in the Time Warner building in, um, in the Mandarin, and you know, I was at the office, and we walked out of there, and there, here's like an, you know, an older couple who have a bottle of it. Yeah, right. Where, There's like, people that don't even associate it with Jay Z at this yeah. point. Like, well, I just, is- I just think, it, I just think it's interesting, but there's a whole bunch of people that do, which is probably more that could, like, in the long tail of it. Could be more affected than anybody who ever knew the fucking monk. Yeah, right. Like Definitely. think, think about it. Like yeah. at least the monk. The, like at least Jay Z is a real person that's alive. The monk, you know, at this point is. But like when it gets to that point, yeah. you, know, you see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's just it was interesting to talk about it. Like because like I was like, I'd love to see it because I would put my money on it. That like at, at some point, after generations, it just it it's it it falls into line as one of those one of those those three. 
that ever. You know what I mean? Like, but when like, you look at it, look at like what. Look at the Yankee fitted. Look at the Timberland boot. Yep. You don't. You just say New York, but there's a reason that those things became synonymous with New York. Correct. You know, and that came through hip hop culture. Absolutely. I, I think that you know, like you said, I, I do think that <clears throat> that's what's going to happen with a lot of these wanting products. Ace of Spade was the first one over the hill. You know, that really did that on. I feel like from a hip hop. I wrote his manager spirit from my per se email address. It's the like two days after, after the whole Crystal thing. Yeah. Oh, like I. Right. Yeah. Like, like hey, <laughs> let, let's, let's let's go do this. <laughs> you know, throwing out all the Crystal. Yeah. Like, like, like let's do it. But you know, but it's it's interesting too, right? You get it. Like a lot of like for them to like say stuff like I feel like a lot of it was some of it was monetary, right? They, they made they made wine in nineteen they made they made wine in ninety seven. Which most champagne houses didn't make that tete cuvee. You know why? Because when you're at the strip club, they don't give a fuck what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's at every. It's yeah. you know what I mean. Like those those are the trophy things at a mm-hmm. strip club. Dom Perignon, like those things, right? So like nobody cared. I get it. But that. But like I feel like that was hip hop, though. Yeah, yeah, it's like, true. Like, like that was hip hop. Like I, I'd have to tell you, I've worked the you know uh, what is it the uh, what was it uh, masters. Um, it wasn't Pebble Beach? It was whatever the Masters thing. Mm-hmm. Like the, I've been to the official like Cristal retro tasting. Mm. You ready? That hasn't. That's not the most Cristal I've ever seen in my life. I went to Casey and JoJo's birthday party <laughs> in fucking Cancun <laughs> with the fucking glove. Gary, Gary, like Gary Payton yeah. was at the pool. Like <laughs> that was like, the Oakley was there. That was the most Cristal I had ever seen in my life oh, to man, this day. To this was day. Was it also the most cocaine said, you've ever seen day. in your life as well? <laughs> to this day. To this day. Yo. Right? But no, absolutely. No, no bullshit, no lie. Wow. Casey and JoJo's birthday party in Cancun was the mo- more more Cristal than at the at the retro tasting of that shit. So was was Cristal the takeaway <laughs> from that party? I feel like that had to be a whole... Like Casey and JoJo, first of all, you know I'm gonna just let everybody get to know me a little bit. Um, I tell I, I have this conversation a lot, usually at karaoke. But if I was able to pay for one talent, it would be able to sing like Casey from mm-hmm. the Jodeci. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like Casey is a you know I mean when you listen to Life, did you ever see that video with him uh, with JoJo falling out on stage? <laughs> JoJo will be the one to fall out. JoJo looked like the responsible yeah, one, yeah. but apparently he's the wild boy. Oh, is he? <laughs> I guess well, that so. One, that one, I mean, he was like he looked like he was he just hit the back. <laughs> you know, you know this, Craig, Yo, I gotta show the, you this video. The security, <laughs> the security stepped over him though. After first that's, of all, that's the big one, right? Yeah, yeah. So the big dude. one looked. He was the he, he was, was the, the wild boy that night. No, no, but no. I always thought he was the responsible one. He right. looked responsible. And it, it, I know. And, and, and you always heard stories about the other one Casey, like wilding out. Yeah, but, yeah. but no, JoJo. <laughs> so they were on stage performing. <laughs> but there's this classic part in the song where one of them hits a high note. <laughs> <laughs> 
They were singing this great song. One of them just fucking passes out <laughs> on stage. And uh, the other one keeps performing. <laughs> show must go on. Security like gonna... steps over him, and he dra- he doesn't even pick him up. He drags him off stage by like one arm. <laughs> so <laughs> <body> <laughs> In front of everyone, he does not stop those singing. Those, those he actually goes on and hits the, the the high note of the entire song. It's just one climax for the whole song. That's like two uh, <laughs> thousand. That I, is, I, I, didn't, I didn't know anything about one. Wow. Empty cases stacked up. I got the hookup. I was working at Citibank, <laughs> and one of the girls that worked in a call center, she was a she was a stewardess, and invited me to go. I was She's like, like, "Yo, you want to go to Casey and Jojo's out. birthday we party? We out, Cancun." <laughs> yeah, and it was like crazy. Like, like it was like crazy. Like that was like that was like the inside thing. And I think, and I, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so yeah, this is because really. Who really like in hip hop? Who talked about Chris Tile was Jay Z. Jay Z was the guy. Jay Z, yeah. like, like I would have to tell you the only reason I knew about it because I heard it on that song, yeah. which which means that that's probably why most of the NBA heard about it and that's why they were buying it. Mm-hmm. But like they're not looking at vintages. No, they're, like it's on the menu. They just grab it, they get it, and like it's in high demand. You see that? Like no one, like you know, it's like we. Um, I got snowed in one time, and I was in uh, Chicago. I called my boy, and he's like. Oh, do you don't know? He's like, perfect timing. He's like, this is Hooters and Dom Perignon night. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, they got like 98 Dom Perignon for like $200 at the Hooters. I was Let's like, go. I was like, are you kidding me? So we get there. We go to the first two bottles, and it's like 98. And then they should bring out the other one. It's like 04 or something like that. We're like, hey, can you go back there and see if there's any more? Sift like around. That. Yeah, like, oh, you don't got like, any 98? Yeah, yeah. You know, so then we switch gears. Slumming like, it and shit. But, but, but it was like, <laughs> you know, it's it happens like that all all across the country when you're like, they just have it, they have it on there. They don't even, like, it's like, for them, it's like so expensive that they have a sliding scale that the markup doesn't mm-hmm. make. I mean, that's like. You don't you know, want to, like, hold on to that inventory. Yeah. just get Yeah, out. So, 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 you know, like, I see and I understand why. Like, they feel like, I felt like they made more wine and um it's definitely you see the influence everywhere like usher and t-pain talking about patron yeah oh yeah they patron was totally on back order in new york city yeah oh yeah patron's allocated now yeah oh is it <clears throat> yeah so is hennessy it's insane hennessy's allocated hennessy. also off hip-hop dude yeah hennessy was like hip-hop's freaking flag for a little while <laughs> No, what? It's, it's that still is, bro. Yeah. When did Moscato get dropped in the song? Around 05, 06? I want to. So for me, it's my understanding that the first reference of that is Moscato to Asti, and that's Little Kim. Hmm. Right. Oh, and, and 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 for us, yeah, we're talking about Brazil and something. Brother, brothers, yeah. we like to shorten shit, so we yeah. left off the Asti part, yeah. and that's the most <laughs> that's the most important part. Wow, so now what you have, you have Sutter Home making some shit for now, us. Let me ask you this: Do you think that's why? Um, people associated Moscato with the ladies drink because it was Lil' Kim kind of bringing it to the forefront I believe there's some I believe there's some truth to that Um, but also like but but also there's a whole thing too right in the wine business when it's sweet that's they associate that with ladies yeah Um, you know and I didn't I didn't understand what was happening I was remember I was driving in Crown Heights Coming back from the airport, and you see a thing that says Moscato shots, and I didn't know that they <laughs> that they, that's how they're selling. They, they pour Moscato, and then they have like a vodka shot in it, and like it, it was a mixer. You know, I was also I was talking to another friend, like they were saying that like they make more like Sutter Home makes more Moscato than they do White Zinfandel, and obviously that's a switch wow. in the thing, but like that's how popular it is. And now, and the thing is, is like when when I heard Moscato d'Asti, 
I'm like that Ili- Ilio Peroni, like that, that like, I can get with that shit. Right? Like, that, that's, like if that's what we were talking about and that's what they were celebrating and drinking, which I feel fits what they want, what, mm-hmm. what they were talking about, then that would have been the dope shit. Like I would have been like, I'm I'm like that's awesome. But what happens is that when you see Moscato now, it's just it's 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 fabricated and you don't even know you don't even know mm-hmm. like no one knows what it is. It's just in that category. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, but you know what this is like what Andre was talking about earlier. It's wine is a moment in a bottle it's mm-hmm. literally lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. it really is and um i i feel like the reason that it's so similar to hip-hop is that it's a time capsule mm-hmm. you know it's a time it's capsule about at the moment for this place in mm-hmm. this moment this exact time and that is art's responsibility to its consumers to be a time capsule to help people understand the vibe and the essence of the time that we're in but that's also why hip hop was so definitive to black culture. This was when we decided to just have streams of consciousness. Mm-hmm. But getting back to our old world, new world conversation, mm-hmm. I talked about this a bit. Actually, I threw this out a little bit when we were talking with Dustin. But why I like trap music. I think that it's soul music. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it is a raw emotion. Cur- like, I don't take Molly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't take Molly. But I listen to rappers that talk about Molly and Percocet and all that shit. And they just talking about being fucked up, you know? But it is the raw emotion of being fucked up. To be able to articulate what it feels like to be fucked up. I can't do that. But trap rappers can. Mm-hmm. And sometimes words aren't the only way to explain something. Bro, but you I don't know? think it's that hard to step in a booth intoxicated and mumble. But that doesn't <laughs> but but that doesn't mean that you have to saying anything. But, it, but, it, but yeah, and he doesn't have to say anything, but he captured raw moment that moves you. Mm-hmm. This is the interesting part to me, right? Is that not too long ago you had some little guy who mumbled. Who always who said he was the greatest rapper alive? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. are you ready? And now we've seen his influence on the on 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 hip hop, more phys- like physically influenced, probably more than anybody. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe you see Pac. So you see Pac, right? Yeah. Like, so you get Pac the tattoo, mm-hmm. right, like that. But the face tattoos, the hair, the mumble, the serp, all of that shit. Yeah. Like like. Who was, I was listening to someone. The guy, he's like, yeah, he's like, all he wanted to be was Little Wayne. Yeah, that, that's that's, that's the crazy part. Like we, like I think we over, we like skip over that part, and like, and we like, but like influence on it. Like okay, Nas, he has an influence over, it, but like that influence is more lyrically in that way. Where mm-hmm. it, like Little Wayne is like clearly to this day when you look at what what what's going on, he's the hugest. And I think it it comes down to like who's out, who's active, mm-hmm. and when Lil Wayne was was when he was the mixtape mm-hmm. Wheezy, he was on every single thing. But dude, that, he was but, on like that's everything. Saying, that's that, and that's the and, and they don't get it yet. But my boy Gary V's been talking. That's the roadmap. Yeah, just put out more content, shit. Like content, like content. and like this. Like like he didn't need a producer. He just hopped on the hardest beat and killed them at their own shit. Everything. Right. So just hop on it. You know what I mean? But he put out so much. I mean, he probably. I mean, I don't know if he holds the record for the most features, but he, dude, he had, he's definitely up there. Remember, that, remember those years? He was he was everywhere. He was on everything, and you and you look at like his style and where he was, and you're like, 
Or the same way, like you can't be a ball player, a basketball player, if you don't have tattoos. Like that's that's how that's Alan Iverson. That's Iverson Alan yeah. Iverson gave the NBA culture, mm-hmm. right? Something that something that Jordan he gave he he he's a bigger part of that. When everybody talks about well, he wasn't Jordan, but like he's a bigger part of the NBA in a different way because he, he yeah. yeah I mean he, de- he like, definitely like, impacted. He, he drew the line so much where they were like, no, we need a. We need we need a dress code. Yo, people wear their shorts differently yeah, yeah. because of Allen Iverson. Like entire the entire league. Like now it's getting back to people kind of wearing the tightest shorts. Like I feel like LeBron's trying to do his Iverson thing, but um, it's it's totally true. You look at and that, that, and you're ready, and that's hip hop. That's all. That's hip-hop. all hip hop, and of course it's, it's gonna hip-hop. all kind of gel together like hip hop. Like they're talking like I feel like anybody. Jay, any all those guys talking about Dujak, that's Robert Bork. Oh yeah, that's who that <laughs> yeah. is. Yo, shout to my man yep. Robert Bork, yep. man. That's him. Uh, that's, the the that's, OG. That's right. Nobody, nobody's talking about that. That's that's the man. <laughs> that's how they. That's how those guys. That's that's the man. Yeah, not it, that's yo, the man. But that is why I feel uh, compelled to do what I'm doing right now. Because like I saw all this shit. Yeah. I saw a lot of this stuff, and I'm like, there's such a cool and interesting world mm-hmm. that's already meshed mm-hmm. and already happening yep. um we just trying to get this shit on tv that's yep. about it man um it's happening yeah it's, it's already Andre, happening what uh what advice would you give to any young up-and-comers in the wine industry um more than likely you have more time than you have money <laughs> spend it wi- <laughs> spend it wisely uh and go work for free I, I remember when I lived in Texas, I was like, I, I had one day off. It was Tuesday, and I was trying to like go work at the best restaurant in the town, and they didn't understand. They thought I was a, some spy. It's like, no, I just, I just, I, I, I just want to be out there doing shit and learning, and that's the f- biggest thing. People are like, we used to have at least ten people show up to count inventory at per se, mm-hmm. right? And 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 it was everybody that worked there. We had even some kitchen guys that would show up because they just wanted to learn more about wine. And I feel like the best way to do that is to count inventory, to actually touch the bottles, to learn how to talk about like a lot of like a lot of things is like like you, you what's intimidating is because you don't know how to sing any of that. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then I remember talking to guys like he's like uh you know it's like French is like like a rap song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was like and like and like and, and so by touching them. Hearing other people talk about him, being able to say the names, and being able to like that builds confidence, and and like it's all something that you can build off of, like seeing the inner workings that are under the hood of any restaurant or any place that you know what I mean. It's That's a special. huge, it's a huge, a huge advantage for you. Go work for people for free. Figure out what you want to do, and the bigger key is that is networking, knowing those people, being them being able to see what you can do and what to offer, and and showing interest and, and like actually really just being present like being present and like living in the moment that and, is so and doing important. that and like I feel I feel like people don't they, they ask for the shit without doing the work so people come to me and say you know hey how did you get here but you ain't you like and you're a buyer but you ain't bought none of my wine right like and, and that seems kind of tit for tat it 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 is in some ways, but in other ways, I feel that it's not. Like you know, there's a huge thing about like mentorship. I feel like everybody thinks that it's this thing where, hey, Andre, all right, today tell me everything you know about Burgundy. Doesn't happen that way. It's never happened for me. This is wax on, wax off, motherfucker. Yeah. 
<laughs> right? You're going to go put away those 200 cases. Oh, yeah. Right? That's how it works. And the thing is, is that I'm pushing you and challenging you. And, like, so you go home and study. And now you come back. And now you ask. Like, my thing is, like, okay. My answer is, like, okay, you know, I'm a little confused. La, dem- La Demoiselle, right? Like, which, where is that at? Right, if it's sewn, it's part of Montrachet, is it the first seven rows, but where? From this side or from that side? Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, who the fuck, what the fuck, you know? Then he gotta go figure <laughs> out. But I think push them in that way, but like, it's great to have a mentor or have somebody to talk to. Don't waste their time. You know, I have a guy right now that basically, he sends me agenda every month of the things he wants to talk about. Mm. Um, and I feel like you have these, because at some point, you're ready how it's gonna go? The mentor relationship's gonna go where you pay for it now. Yeah. So there's already apps out there now where you can call me and we're both on the screen and then I can charge you to, to get on it. You ready? You ready? And then yeah. if you ask something special, I can put a little thing on there and just say, if you want to know that's $20 extra, you know what I mean? Like it's like, it's, 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 it's going down that right. Think, think about this. Think about this. If you could, if you could talk to Buffett. Buffett, I mean, that would cost you, you know, but if you could talk to someone that you admired and that's in that space yeah. you, you could you could pay for it but I so think what's I'll, your code on this app how do we find yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm not on it but I just thought it was I thought it was just interesting and I and I that's just feel crazy. like but that's where it's going right because yeah. everybody's trying to monetize and you realize time is money but what happens is you have the people on the other side who feel like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you how to do it. Yes, yeah, it doesn't work that way. Well, and that's one. And like the thing is that it never, it, it never goes according to plan. Like it's like, hey, I get it that you. How do you see yourself in this, and what do you want to do with it? Okay, so there's many different ways to get there, but it all. The biggest part is it always starts with money. Yeah. Right, and then once you figure that out, and you have, you know, you can go get money. Like you know what I mean? Like that's you know I was telling someone the other day. It's like, like, like VC. The drug dealer is the VC in the hood. Right, exactly. and you know, and you, and it don't even work the same way. Oh, you gonna give me my money back? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if the business failed or not. Right? Yeah. It's, it's a it's a it's a different thing that you come from. Like you know, someone's like, well, I was like, well, shit, we don't even know anybody that we can borrow a hundred dollars. What do you mean? Like you coming in and come on, let me hold a hundred? Like it's access to capital. You know, I had this whole conversation with a friend who was like, you know, how come you don't see more tech companies? Like in, in like that people look like this is like we don't we don't even we don't even know where to go ask people for that money. The other thing is understanding how to make that request. Correct. Well, how and do you package it? Even how, how do you package, package it? it? Right. How do you package it? Who do you who Ready? do you ask? Ready? Who was the VC? Easy E. Exactly. NWA. Yeah. He was the guy. Was. He was the drug dealer yep. who put up the money. Right, you know that, that the whole thing. He wasn't a drug dealer, but you look at like Dame Dash, like, oh no, you're gonna give me my money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. So you're gonna give me my money. That that's the different. That's a different. That's a different stipulation. Yeah, like even though maybe sometimes VCs feel like the mob. You know what? It's just it's the fundamentals of business Correct. always work the same way. Correct, but we don't. You know, it's just we're used to doing business outside of the system, and Correct. so much of what. Even with wine and hip hop, what I want to get across is getting to getting on the same page, mm-hmm. finding a way for us to all be a part of the same system and helping. Because, like, with, for me, wine connected me to the system. Correct. You know, and people use the word the system like it's some bad thing or whatever. Like, you know, at the end of the day, this is just how I was integrated into how the rest of the world worked. Absolutely. You're absolutely <laughs> you know? right. And like you have to know how that works in order to know how to break those rules. Yeah, exactly. To, to, to be able to manipulate it. 
you can't do shit with you cannot change the system without becoming a part of the system mm-hmm. it's just not possible and you well, have to know how it works yeah and you know you know what it is possible but guess what mm-hmm. art of war don't fight an uphill battle correct all right simple simple shit um, Don't go pissing in the wind is what we said. <laughs> It'll always come back to you. <laughs> That's right. you know. Like we talked about 1993 and we didn't talk about the Wu. Mm, Wu-Tang. 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 Wu. Came out in 1993. Mm. Shout out to Wu. Yeah. Chef. I got to go back. Was it that they have their own video game or was it Def Jam had their own video game? Mm. Actually, Def Jam had one later on, but Wu Tang. Wu Tang, Wu Tang, Wu Tang, Wu Tang was the first one. Wu Tang had their own video game. game yeah, like that's that's the real shit, right? It was like remember that? No, it was Def Jam Vendetta. There was Wu Tang. All right, I'm gonna figure out what systems are. I'm buying that shit tomorrow, and we plan it. Like you know what I mean? We gotta bring that back. That's that's like I'm gonna do a wine tasting. That was ill. And all we are gonna do is play. We're gonna play Wu Tang. And all everybody's album, and then we're gonna play the video please, game. Please, 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 the, the video game. <laughs> That's so hard. The name of it is called Wu Tang Shaolin Staff. Yes, it came out yes. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, game. all right. So I'm gonna figure that out. I'm buying that shit. I'm, matter of fact, I got like a 30 minute car ride by the house. I'm buying that shit. He's like, it's already done. No, that was that was a good game. So they should they gotta bring that back. But like that, like think about like how far and like nobody's even encroached back on that space. Definitely not. Right? No, no one's encroaching. And this is the different part, too. I think, like, I, I wish that they would. Remember Shaq? Shaq had a video yeah, game, Shaq right? Yeah. Shaq, Shaq was on it. That though. Shaq Fu game yeah. was the <laughs> shit. See, we got to do that one. Shaq Fu was the shit. So you got to have a whole night. Yeah, we, it's do, like, we do, we do. Yeah, yeah. Get a whole tournament. Tournament. I have a spot that still sells some of these old games, too. So. Yeah, we got to. Yeah, I just, you know I what? Just Look, like, this is going to be like week two at Ann Sons. Yeah, nobody, nobody <laughs> next door. We do it next door. Right, like, right. Nobody's ever, like, I feel like you had those videos, and, like, and then everybody kind of stopped. Like, you know, um, and you know, maybe now, like, you know, they, you know, they have like hidden characters in it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I feel like everybody, you know, all the ballers, all the ballers, want to be, you know, <laughs> before awesome. ballers wanted to be, to be rappers, the rappers wanted to be ballers, and mm-hmm. now everybody wants to be, you know, Steve Jobs. Everybody wants to be a mogul. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's the, that's the interesting part to <laughs> me too. Like you see, you see the difference. But like, remember, like I remember, like video games. I mean, and, and that's where I'm going. Like we we we've uh, we did our first video game, which is an app on a phone, uh, which is basically like, it, you know, it's a wine bottle flip challenge, and you start <laughs> off you start off with uh, obviously my wine OPP, bang, and as you you <laughs> as you climb each level, you collect coins that look, you know, you collect coins that look very similar to pens, <laughs> and you collect these coins. And as you collect the coins, it's money, and then it unlocks, it unlocks different bottles in the cellar. And then now there's different bottles in the cellar. And the bottles in the cellar are all um, all the 99 bottles. So, I, you know, I, I just signed a book deal with um, with Abrams. And so basically, um, it's basically, it's part memoir, part, um, part wine book. And it uh, tells my wine life story through 99 bottles. So these are, you know, so some of the bottles aren't recommended. I, I'm not recommending them to anybody to drink. It's, you know, I'm a grudge holder. Um, there's, uh, but th- these are, you know, and some of them are like crazy out of this world, and some of them are the most pedestrian wine ever. But they tell a place. They're 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 placeholders in a time of my life when I think about these things. And if I had to map out my wine life story, it is through these 99 bottles. And the whole concept is 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 to encourage everybody to go out and find their 99. Like what's your ninety nine? So, part of the, this video game that we that I created was, 
as the book, you know, the book's released this fall, but as the book releases, we change the bottle. So it's six bottles in the cellar at any given time, and then we'll change them until each of the bottles will be the bottles that you find in that. But like to me, I feel like it's, a, you know, those are things that haven't been done. We, I just finished a, a harvest game which is like really interesting, fun, <laughs> um, that will come out next year. But like for me, I, I want to continue to push the envelope on things. And like I feel like in general, because you don't see those things, doesn't, you know, you don't, you don't creatively think that you, that you can't create them. And, um, and I think dragging wine into popular culture or wine into my, into my world, right. you know, creating a retro Atari game that's, that's based off of wine, that has a wine theme to it makes sense, and it's and for me, I don't charge it. It's not for money, you know. Like we, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we're creating a saber game <laughs> where you fucking shake your iPad. You know what? You shake your iPad to build a velocity, and that's how you get more force. To, like, like, like for me, like I'm like, I just want to do like how I how you know I give back creatively, right? In a way that like our t-shirt coming here, we charge for those things, but. But it's just like we want to continue to do things that that push us, that thrive us, that are that are fun, and um, that seems really cool. Mm-hmm. You know. So on that Wu Tang game, we should we got to get the we got to go classic. I'm in on it. Yeah. So what we do is we get all the setup. Mm-hmm. We pour we pour the Lambrusco. Some, yeah, we throw some Licata. Yeah, in yeah, there. That's, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That would be hard. That's yeah. it, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that 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 would be fucking dope, man. Um, I love those old school games. Uh, you know what? I I have a problem with those cell phone app games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mm-hmm. I. I work a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and it's hard to turn your mind off at night, and mm-hmm. it's helpful to find a mindless thing to mm-hmm. focus on. I focus on those stupid Apple games. Like, I like this basketball game. Yep. I'm, like, addicted. It's a problem. No, but but you, but, you, but but you see it everywhere you go, like, on the train. Like, yeah. you see people. And that, and that was my thing of, like, creating the thing that we created. Like, but it's just, it's no, it's, it's a basic game, but it's wine theme, which makes it relevant to the people that it, that it feels right. like it makes it relevant to right, exactly, right. Yeah. Versus like Candy Crush, we did Candy Crush and it was at a, you know, or whatever the Farmville was. But if it was at a winery, mm-hmm. then you would get a different group of people. And my thing is like, I just want to make things that speak to me and how I see the world, and I put it out in the world, and like, you know, people fuck with it, they fuck with it. But like, I'm not trying to convert anybody, right? Yeah. I just, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like, I just want to put the shit that I love out in the world, and if 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 you gravitate to it, then you gravitate to it, and that's how I felt about the wine. All of that, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, this is what I want to make, and this is how I'm putting it out, and this is the message, and if you mess with it, then you mess with it, you know? And I think sometimes, you know, people feel like, you know, the joke's on them. Like, this is 100% real. Like, yeah. I put the wines that I make in any fucking blind tasting, and dare you to say, to say that you can choose the difference. Um, I'll tell you like this, but I still have people asking me about OPP. It's yeah. like my mm-hmm. standard gift wine yeah. to people i mean it's just pinot noir is uh my favorite yep. uh red varietal um but nah man the opp i had a tasting we tasted like craig you were there yeah. also that one in my house we had like um maybe nine different wines mm-hmm. and a couple of different pinots when i tell you the opp was immediately somebody like the the next day asked if i could go find them a case of it because yep. that's what they wanted to like give out yep. for the, but it's a solid fucking wine no it is like you i'm know? not trying to reinvent the will and i think you know a lot of the times when you look at the transition from sommelier to winemaker you know 
it's a, it's a it's a higher end one because that's what we have access to. Like we've mm-hmm. we've we've known these people, we've have relationships to, with them, and it's easy when you make that trans over to like have access to these things. But for me, I read the 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 message that I said is like I want to talk about wine by the glass. I want to make wine that that accessible, that is food friendly, and and rode that wave because you know a lot of people are like, wow, the wine is too acidic. But as we start to move forward, like I, it. it Taste will change, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Right? How do you think they're selling all that natural wine? Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's all, cha- like it's all pushing to one way. And like I don't think that it would always convert always over. But like I feel like taste will change, and I and, and I can only be true to me. Like I can't go out and try to capture every everybody. It's like these are the wines I want to make. I put them out there. People are like I put the shirts out there. If you if you fuck with them, you fuck with them. You know everything we do. We everything that we put out there. Like. You know, it's like I, when I started my company, I wanted to treat it like a streetwear brand. Mm. That's how it's marketed, right? We had sticker, we had somebody sticker in the Lower East Side with our yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it was marketed. You can go to our site and buy a fucking sticker pack, right? Right? You know what I mean? Like, like, and everything that we created is all the, like of the subculture of wine. Like, and 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 really. The T-shirt is like how I saw the world. I was so immersed in the world that when I walked by a Burger King, it looked like Barolo King. <laughs> you see, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. everybody's like, that's how I. That's like when you're so much into something. Yeah. That's all, like you're like, you're like because you say, hey, Barolo, like Barolo's the king of king of Italian wines, right? Like boom. Yeah. There you go. You're like, it's like it is that Burger is, King, like, Barolo King, and you and you and you <laughs> and, and like how you saw the world. Like when, when I saw Boom. What I thought about was like when it was like, wait a minute, Bone Thug, That's Bone Thugs, don't Bone Thugs and Burgundy, yeah. right? You know what I mean? You like, know, you could probably write some rhymes, man. It's oh, all no. about finding the, no, the no, connections. We're no, we're what you would call it. No, <laughs> no, wait, no, no, like, no, Andre Mac. No, no, no. We, we're probably gonna do something like, dude, yeah. like I just do something <laughs> fun that will like that. You know, like this. My thing is, if Wendy's can drop a fucking mixtape. Wendy's dropped the mixtape? Oh, you ain't heard that? Nah. Oh, son, y'all tripping. Wendy's dropped a motherfucking mixtape. Oh, yeah, are you ready? No. I think I think I think 12 oh. tracks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, it's got like trap. Tra- like, dude, just listen to it. What? Yeah. You know what, though? At Complex Comedy went, they also had a McDonald's club. So maybe yeah. they yeah, might Yeah, yeah. Ken Burns was fucking hosting. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, so it's just, it's just interesting how things evolve. I'm interested to see. You know how how hip hop affects that, or can integrate or ride some of those waves and create new lanes. Yeah, right. But but it is like everybody like you know like at one point everybody had to have an alcohol brand. Yeah, you know. So but that but but what what that's going to evolve into that that they're gonna that they're gonna branch out into other things and that maybe it's not alcohol, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And like right. I said, everybody's looking to be everybody's trying to be to to make the major come up. Off a twenty five thousand dollar investment. That's how that's how it's going down, right? Yeah. Like everybody, like that's it. I put twenty five in that, and I, you know, I made three hundred million off, right? Like, but mm-hmm. every, but so never before in our in, the, in our in our lives is there more money to fund things, right? And 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 more so true for people who look like us or come from that culture, right? That that whole thing where LeBron was like, like we like struggling to pay rent. I, w- I got on the corporate jet to go to some place to fly to Reebok or whatever, whatever yeah. it was, <laughs> and they wrote him a check for $10 million and slid it across the table. And the nerve of that kid to even slide it back to say, if he give me 10, what everybody else going to give me? Mm. 
and then they get back on the corporate jet, and then he had to go go back to homeroom to and hood. go back and go back to the hood and like to where he was living at. That will fuck with your mind. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And then like like and then you like like it, 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 put it this way, it, we treat these two things separately: lottery winners and and sports professional. But it's this like exact it's the, it's the same, same except one person work for it. You know what I mean in that sense. But it like, didn't. But didn't treat it as work. Correct. You know because correct. like when you when you go to like law school or some correct. shit, right? Like you're busting your ass. You know what you're doing. You're all, you're working towards this goal. Yeah. Some people like you just start playing basketball because correct. you love playing basketball, correct. or you enjoy being good at. And something. you just happen to be good at it, right? You know, or athletically good at it. And, you yeah, know, absolutely. And it's also in a lot of ways like kind of what we're groomed to. So it's just. It's a part it, it became a part of our culture. Like at some point in most of our lives we wanted to be a basketball player. Absolutely. Like it just was what it was. But no. <laughs> Craig's white guy. You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? I don't know. Now that Luca Doncic is playing. <laughs> ah, there you go. No, but now it's yep. it's com- it is completely different though, right? Now yeah. you have a whole different demographic of kids. That are saying that are just walking out there like, yeah, I'm just going to be a basketball player. Well, the other part too is what I think is interesting, but they're also coming out and saying, I want to be a real estate developer. Yeah, that's the that's the like. Yeah, what other saying is new. You remember Hoop Dreams? That was oh for sure twenty plus years ago. It was oh. the only way out for a lot of those kids. Yeah, what but it, it's it's like you, it's you got what a wicked jump shot or you sling, sling crack, crack rock. Yeah, that, yep. like that like that that's. That's the realest statement. That is a very ever true. If he was looking to get out, hundred yeah. percent. Yep. No, it's true. It is. It, you know, and you, you got to exploit it either way. But like, it just. It, but but it goes to that. As like I said, like you know, basketball and all these guys are different. And I, you know, I commend I commend LeBron on like all the things that he's done. And like, I feel like you know, if we're you know, if we're talking in the terms of Malcolm Gladwell, you know, he they they seem to be the tipping point. Yeah. Where where a whole culture will fall in line. You know, dudes there drinking fucking ninety Latour at the barbershop. Like that's some pimp shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when that's the pimp shit. so ladies and gentlemen, Andre is what I would consider my my good friend Jerome. Andre is a futurist. Mm-hmm. Right. Like right now we in twenty nineteen. Andre is in twenty thirty. Mm-hmm. So what's next? Where is wine culture going? Well, I think it's going like more to lifestyle. You'll see the evolution of. It'll take on a totally different thing. You know how, like, when hip hop takes over, sometimes it can destroy shit. Yeah, that's right. True. So you, so you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the whole idea. Like, when we talk about Tim's and all that shit, but like, before it was popularized by, by hip hop, mm-hmm. white kids that was the norm that they wore in Vermont. Yeah, they wore Timberlands, right? You know for, what I mean? For, you know? for protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the weather. Yeah, but, but, you know, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But we haven't seen that with wine. I mean, we see a little bit of like of what Rosé has done and that's not even hip hop that's just popular culture right. and that's taken off um, you know and, and, into a life of its own mm-hmm. I feel like you'll start to you know you'll just see more of, of that you'll see more um, athletes or prominent people and I mean that's what it is now like when you say you want to be like you want to be famous for nothing it's just a catch all where is it that, that like other people get to come in and it's, it's through celebrity that they get to come in into, to a place. So you have people who have been trained to like do like for whatever field they're in, but a celebrity can come in because they can bring the eyeballs. Yeah, that's so I think so. You see what I'm saying? So I feel like you'll have more more celebrity stuff. You'll start to see more of that, especially like in the NBA and circles, like and think like and hip hop. 
is 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 aspirational living in that way that like okay so wine seems like the next step to conquer mm-hmm. and so you'll start to see you'll start to see more brands that are owned by by prominent people in and um, in hip hop culture and you'll start to see a lot more of that um, you know and it's funny right like Dujac is kind of like kind of one of the first ones to like get like kind of that name thing but like you'll start to see more things being named within that and go that oh, yeah. route and then what you'll start to see is then you'll start to see where where hip hop icons own labels and create brands that they'll start to talk about see, like in but, the same way but also, so with wine um, there's so much quality in small production things right. now how do you think that's going to affect uh, wine and hip hop because so much of the quality comes in small production, but so much of it is how many people are aware of its presence. Correct, but I think prices raise. Yeah, comes more than that. So prices are higher, and then what happens is is that then you start to talk about other shit that's that's not there. Right, right, right. So like it like it comes like hey we were talking about Patron, then you realize that it's then they realize that it's tequila. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the, and then they look at the next thing. So maybe Mascal. it's Don. No, it's, it's Don <laughs> maybe it's then now they're drinking Don Julio. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it's this thing. We and it's interesting. It's like we get all our information in from the culture, and not from experts in the culture. So what happens is we get everything from that, right? Like you got what, like what you're supposed to drink, how you're supposed to wear. They are not fashion people, or or like what you're supposed to eat. You don't get it from any, like you know, like everybody talks about Mr. Chow. Right, and it was like this celebrity hangout, but like I never met anybody that ever worked at Mr. Chow. Yeah, that even ran in the same circle. Mr. Chow is not. Uh, I mean, I like Mr. Chow. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Mr. Chow is great Chinese food. Yeah, at, uh, yeah, I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I, 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 I think I about this. I, I, I think I think it, it it all has its place. Yeah, and, and I get it. Like you know the 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 Chinese noodles with the bolognese. Like I had that. It was great. It was yeah. awesome. I had it with Dom Perignon. I that's, came down the, the fucking the elevator in the kitchen. Like, you know, like, I got the total experience. I got styled out. Mm-hmm. But, like, but it wasn't respected in the food world. Right. Like, in the high-end part of that. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, you didn't no even Michelin know you didn't stars. even know anybody who worked there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, you didn't meet anybody. Like, we actually had a host one time who showed up that worked there. I was like, you're the first person I ever met that even fucking worked there. Like, wow. Like, what, you know what I mean? And so it's just, it's, just a, it's just an interesting thing and, like, how it's all being, like, Fused together, and like, you know, it's just you know, it's just a, it's just an interesting world. Yeah. And I I see more talk about wine and and more education, but you know, like sometimes not to be a pessimist, but like sometimes you know we arm the public with just enough for information for them to be dangerous. Mm. And um, you know, so there's always some some things we have to go back and, and like correct. But like like I said, I'm all in like more people drinking wine and being interested in wine and like and being able to enjoy it. Right. You know, and then some people are like, but why? You know, you know like some people are like, but why? Like, it's not for everybody. So, like, why, why do you have to? You know, it's like I feel like I think the more people like enjoy it, like you want them. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like when people find like a secret, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, like, like, oh, man, this place, you know, this suburb is a really great place to live. They don't want to tell anybody. Yeah. They don't want to be there. I don't like to tell people where I vacation at. No. I, I stopped posting vacation pictures for yeah. a reason. Yeah. I don't. Because I, you know what? Like, it's It's. Like Dubai is done now. Mm-hmm. It's to the point where if someone tells me now, oh yeah, I went to Dubai, it's like, ah, right, you going to some hood shit. That's sad that I'm saying that. Well, they're going right? to Tulum. And no shot. It's a it's, a, it's a brilliant marketing plan that they put together, right? Because 
they make you they make the chips to Europe cheaper. Yeah. And they make you stay there for mm-hmm. two days, and it, like it's a, been a brilliant tourist thing to bring people there. You know, it's funny. Like I think it was like Tulum one year, then then it's like Greece. You know, everybody's like hanging out in Greece. Yeah. You know. It's always after. Rick I just Ross don't go song. on vacation, so I, like, I'm, <laughs> I don't even call it vacation. Always on the grind. Always looking. I don't even for call it. My mom. It's like that's my favorite time. It's like you act like we're on vacation. Who's on vacation there? <laughs> it's like, can you go do? I'm like, no. I'm like working. Like you know. I mean, the problem is, is that like it's so, it's so fragmented that we have to be in so many different places over the time. It's 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 really like four and a half months. Yeah. Yeah, that is true, man. Like four and a half months of where to be. Someone like I think. I wouldn't even call it a vacation, even though I really I didn't go to any vineyards. I did work from there, but we moved to uh, we moved to Europe for four months. Really, what after part? after uh, Lyon, after my um, cool. my third kid was born, we packed up the whole family and went, and uh, it was intense. It was great though. It was Man. it was really great. You know, it was like you're like, well, wait a minute, like because you know you live in America, you're like, so what do you mean the grocery store closes at noon? Like wait, wait, wait! You mean? But it reopens at two o'clock. <laughs> For the day, like on Sunday, it's over. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, like, oh wow. French, they still take a lunch break. Yeah, yeah. You know, all, all the stores like yeah. you can shop until twelve thirty. You can shop yeah. again from two or three o'clock until six or seven. Yeah, it was just always wild. You know, it was like, oh okay. But it was really cool. It was part of like an immersion immersion program for our kids. We wanted them to like go there and like like be in it and. Yeah. Uh, it was it was it was cool, but it was just like this, you know. Becoming. I, I'm not. I'm not. You know, like I said, like I'm not. I, you know, it's like vacation. Mm. Like you know, like <laughs> I like I don't feel like I worked hard enough to deserve a vacation. That's yeah. that's exactly wow. that's, that's my a, mentality, and that's how I feel about it. Like, and, and that's why like, you continue and my, to my, win. And my wife is like, "You're out of your fucking mind," and I'm like, <laughs> "I just, I, it doesn't like, you know, it's like it just, it doesn't even like. What do you mean? Like, I'm just getting started. Like, we're ready to go. Like, yeah, like, and like the whole idea of like, like, like sitting on a beach. I'm like, dude, I got like sand in my ass and on my phone, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so you know, so like, you know. And granted, like, and, you know, and I know it's not good. You know, I'm a workaholic, but like, you know, there's sacrifices you know that you make. And you know? I'm, I'm interested to get your take on this because I am definitely a workaholic, and mm-hmm. I think that also that comes with being a creative person. And you're mm-hmm. very, you're a very creative person. Where do you take your breaks? Because the breaks are ne- like, how do you take that mental break? Oh yeah, I think I think you just you just you check out. You know. You check out like and then like but but it leads to something else like you know so like it's like I remember I had to like take my it was crazy I had I was getting like a new screen on my iPhone and generally I thought like you go there and they they just trade it out but they're like no this will come back in like three hours I was like huh <laughs> so I have no phone for three hours no phone and uh, I was like I'm gonna go to the movie. <laughs> so I walked over to Moose. I couldn't text my wife and tell her. I couldn't do anything. I was just like in limbo. And so you know, you go. But I think you, I think you just take your breaks. Like you know, like I generally don't go to sleep until like four in the morning. Um, you know, I'll work on some things or I'll like take a step back. You know, like every you know, I take hours. Like you know, some days I'm like you know, like I generally don't sleep a lot. But like some days are like, hey, you know, what? I'm gonna sleep in today. Yeah, right. No, I, I, I think I, I think like some you know, and like more and more like reading your body. That kind of thing, you know, and like I'm in this, I'm in this mode now where it's like, you know, I know, you know, like, you know, I have to get back to the gym, like, mm-hmm. so I got to get, you know, it's more about like 
wellness. Yeah. So I get those things, but like you know, and then I go on a binge, right? Yeah. And it's like I go on a thing. It's like I lose fifty pounds, mm-hmm. and it, you know what I mean. And then I'm like in it, and then like I'm focused on doing what I then I get back the road again, and then I want to you know I'm in the moment. I want to yeah. enjoy those, right? Like like. You get kicked out of Memphis if you go to a barbecue joint asking for a chicken Caesar salad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Give me the ribs. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I mean? Like, that's it. Like, I get yo, that. You like, know what? <laughs> yo, real talk. You know what happened to me the other day? Because Waffle House is like one of my favorite restaurants. Uh-huh, yep. Yep. Every time I'm in the South, I have to go to Waffle House. I, always. And <laughs> I was in the Waffle House the other day and I asked for sparkling water. I wish I had a video camera because I wasn't, I wasn't trying to sound bougie or anything like, okay, yeah, you know, and uh, you got some, some sparkling water. She's like, sir, this is Waffle House. Oh, so you didn't even I, say that's not she, they shouldn't lie to you and try to give you some club soda. I would, you know, she could I have, she could have lied to me. I would have preferred that at this point. <laughs> I'm like, she was, she was looking at me like I was crazy. Like, like uh, it's not that crazy of a so question. Anyway, man, but that's when I think worlds collide. Like, you know what? Yeah, let's show up to Waffle House with some wines. Yo, I, why shouldn't we? It's and, high and low, you know. And this kind of goes uh, really down to why I felt like you deserved the the goat award, <laughs> right? <laughs> because you. one. You know, you've been as the, a lot of the things that we talked about. You've been inspirational to me, and I know you've been inspirational to a lot of other people. But like I said, we were in this game, and I seen this shit. Yo, dude, it was not easy to go out and be who you actually were. A mm-hmm. lot of people had to. I was one of those people mm-hmm. that was working within the system mm-hmm. to learn the mm-hmm. system to change it, and you. We're changing the system. Oh, dude, I showed up to you crew know. with a lollipop in my mouth. <laughs> you know. And to the so, bar. They were, I didn't think they knew who I was. <laughs> they walked straight up guy. to me and they're like, hey, how you doing, Mr. Mac? <laughs> and then, and I, they took my lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But it's just, you I, can, I can appreciate how... Um, how difficult and it's not like people were throwing like lit cigars at you and no, shit you know, and but they, it was just it wasn't and they weren't, comfortable and, and, and they weren't talking shit in my yeah. face right there wasn't that but like you knew that there were rumblings but like yeah. but like but like in the end like I knew where I was going I knew what I wanted to build and I was going I was going wine by the glass which meant retail for 20 bucks and everybody else were doing single vineyards and you know everybody's looking at me like you selling 10 dollar pinot but like for me, it's like you know, it's that whole thing. You know, it's like, it's like the whole thing with Shaq. His shoes are fifty four dollars. Like he went the opposite way. Like my thing is like, let's we can cha- we can reach more people and change perception about wine at a different price. And I can still make the single vineyard stuff that still satisfied that craving that I needed or had yeah. to like felt like I was innovating or like doing something. And it's great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. Like, you know, my friends, and, the, and I just put up air quotes, um, they're not posting about my wines on, on social media, but I don't care. Like, the only people I have to answer to is, is, is to my family. Yeah. Right? Like, my man's, like, I was watching a show the other day. He said, hey, man, I just heard, like, kids are the new accessory items. Like, so those motherfuckers are expensive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got four of them. I'm balling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. All jokes aside, like, I mean, I'm I'm really excited to to be a part of the conversation and to be into space and to like um, and to like to be one cog in the wheel of like like pushing pushing it forward and like how I see it and whether some people want it to be or not, but like I feel like it's 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 pieces of me. It's who I was and what I fell in love with. You know, I grew up on this and 
put this other shit that I fell in love with and kind of mash it together and that that feels right and feels authentic to me and I'll keep I'll keep doing it that way until until it's not um and 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 you know and this it's just the beginning Th- things are shifting things are changing um you know the wine part is is one part of the business you know you know owning restaurants and that other part is the other part um and as we start to branch out you know i mean i can do all of these things because of the business that i built mm. um and and from everybody that's ever supported but like and so i'm excited to see where we get to go i'm excited to see where hip-hop will influence wine because it, it's something that hasn't happened yet right it will but it, it's something that really hasn't happened yet and and you know and just technology and how yeah. all that shit has changed and the mm-hmm. way we you know get information um you know is is all is all going to change and um I'm, I'm i'm really excited to to be a part of it um I never once did I ever think that when I left, I left working in a restaurant because I wanted to feel like I wanted to leave and do something so I could have an impact on this industry that I loved. And I thought that was by making wine, right? Like mm-hmm. in that way, like that would seem to like the next logical step. Uh, what's shocking to me um, in a lot of ways, and, and, you know, I'm not a really reflective person. Mm-hmm. Like I just keep going. I don't just keep you know, it rolling. Yeah, I don't even... I can do all that. Like a month. Like, I, 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 I am a reflective. I just feel like if if I ever sat down one day and 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 like thought about how I got here, I would end up on the fetal position and not being able to move. And so I, I so I never reflect back on that. And I just like keep moving forward. But like that that design was a way, like being able to design, which is something that I never went to school for, is something that I yeah. that that I'm self taught. In the same way that I'm self taught about wine that I had an impact on this culture bigger than I did from making the wine, which is something that I never would have known. And, mm. you know, so you, I look at that and I, you know, that, that's, you know, that's something that I'm like, I'm in, I'm in awe of, um, you know, every now and then when I slow down a little bit to say, yeah. oh, wow. And, you know, and, and it's not like a big deal, but like, I think when you start to look back at it, like, you know, I tell people, you know, like when I was like, you know, I'm not worried about any of that. Like when I leave this planet, People will go back and they'll see the shit that I did and the amount of time that I yeah. did. And then you're going to love me. They love you already. Man. I know. That's what I'm saying. But Puffy said, I'm going to make you love me. Whether you like it or not, you're going to love me. You're going to love me. I'm out here. I'm out here. So. Right. And where, where does everybody find you? They Every- know where to find you, but let's just. Oh, no. I mean, if you're you, under a rock. You can find me um, anywhere, you know, uh, on social media. I'm generally on Instagram. Um, it's under Andre H. Mac. Uh, so you can find me there. Um, you can find me in your hood or your town. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hit me up. Don't be afraid. You have yeah. a barbecue. I'm in town. I'm coming, I'm coming to it. I'm coming to it. Bring him wine. I'm hanging out. That's it, man. And if not, you'll find me at uh, Ann Sons in Brooklyn. That's right. PLG. Well, you know, we're going to fill up our glasses real quick because we have to yeah. we have to toast. I really wanted to get your um, wine and hip hop goat award here. However, it is actually still in production. Too large to carry. So um, it will be delivered to you via mail or courier. Um, but there is uh, there is an actual no, physical great. award. But yeah, man, uh, more than anything else, we appreciate uh, your contributions to the culture, you. your inspiration to us all, and thanks for coming on the show, man. More than anything else, anytime, man. Anytime. This shit Thank was you. great, ladies and gentlemen. Andre Mack. Woo.
Wine and hip hop. We out of here. We out of here. This concludes another moment in wine and hip hop.